I'm Angela Yee, and this is a Loudspeakers Network production. Yeah! Cheer, cheer. Mm-hmm. Hey, yo, Internets, you know we have great advertisers that support the show and keep it free for you. One of the reasons why advertisers love the Combat Jack show is they know that the show has amazing listeners, you. About once a year, we run a listener survey to help demonstrate this to advertisers. Right now, we have an all-new survey that I'd like you to take to help us learn more about our audience. Just go to podsurvey.com slash jack. The survey will only take five minutes. We're going to ask you some questions about yourself, what you like to buy, and it's completely anonymous. Your answers help us find advertisers that are well-matched to you, your interests, and the show. And when you finish, you can enter a monthly drawing to win a $100 Amazon gift card to buy whatever the heck you want. Even if you take one of our previous surveys, I'd like to ask you to take this new one. It's new. It's updated. It's been completely revised, and advertisers like it when we have the most up-to-date answers. Plus, you also have a chance to win that $100 gift card. Once again, that's podsurvey.com, P-O-D-S-U-R-V-E-Y.com slash Jack. Thanks for helping us find the best advertisers so that we can continue to deliver the high-quality content of the Combat Jack show to you for free. Hashtag raise the bar and take that survey. Internets, you tune into the Combat Jack show, the combatjackshow.com. Yeah. I know, I know the website has been kind of inactive. We're working on it. We, our boy sent us some uh, screenshots. Some screenshots, right? Calvin. Have you have you looked at the screenshots? I, I like the way it looks. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna work on it. W- website will be uh, I would say done in probably next month or two. Yeah, I got another announcement. I don't know if I should tell y'all. Mm-hmm. I didn't even tell you yet. Check this out, Pete. This is something that somebody hit me with today. You see that last little icon right it's there? It's just the front of your screen. It's, isn't a, it? it's oh, okay. a fucking a fucking. Oh, app Combat right Jack there. Show app. What? The Combat Jack Show app is on its way. Look at this guy. Happen. Hey man, it's, it's, it's popping. Like, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. First of all, internet disclaimer. I got this bug, so I'm kind of like loopy today. Mm-hmm. I didn't drink anything. I didn't smoke. I just feel loopy. Your eyes are red. My eyes are red. I feel sluggish. <laughs> we got Premium Pete in the studio right now. Yes, he's got baby breath all over him. <laughs> no, no, Congratulations, Pete. thank you, brother. Oh yeah, I saw. Okay. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. How's it being a new dad, man? Um, well, a dad again. Yeah. It's um it's a it's a honestly amazing. You know, yeah. for me cuz I never thought I would be a, a father again. Really? Why? You know, I went through a bad marriage, right. you know, um throwing it, shit in the in the in the throwing sewer. Throwing shit in the sewer. <laughs> fucking, you know, just 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 I guess like um I ran around my life always like being open uh clothes more clothes to girls right. and then like when I got open with my uh ex-wife you know, it, it didn't work out. It's not all her fault, but did it, you secretly hate women? Not for a while. I just I didn't I didn't trust. You right. know what I mean? Because I felt like it was burned, and and I tried to stay. I stayed there in the marriage too long because I I wanted to be there for my daughter. Right. So I stayed in there too long. Where actually it it, it hurt it hurt me as a person. Did she I, take advantage of you staying around? I mean, we started. The worst thing you could do is see other people um, while you're married, and then getting and then make that you know um, announce that in the house. Right. Like, you know, where it's like, you know. Like Rocco's coming over, get your shit out. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just where they get dressed and they go out and you know that, like, you know, you're still married, but you know that the, the, the marriage is, like, basically done. And so, you know, staying around for that kind of hurt. And it took me almost 10 years to ever get back into I'm sorry to hear that, man. On, on, on those instances where your wife would go out and you'd be sitting at home, what the fuck would you be doing? Um, to be honest with you, like, uh, just, just 
texting. Just bugging, like really at that time, just really like, you know, maybe texting her friend or somebody I knew or trying to get uh, close to what's going on. Yeah. Just really being like a fucking spy. Yeah. Like a piece of shit. Right. But, but not, not meaning that it, it wasn't my fault. It was just, we just didn't get along. Right. You know what it is? She had kids. Uh, uh, I had a kid early with her and she had a kid before. So, you know, it was, it was a very hard thing to trust. Right. You know, it's hard to be in relationships. Like right. That. How's How's this relationship right now, man? It's, it's amazing. It took me 10 years uh, to really open I know it may sound weird, you know, to some people because I think, you know, I come from Brooklyn, we always got to be tough and shit like that, but to open my heart again, it took me, uh, 10 years to do that. And, you know, it's been, it's been a blessing. You know, I met a girl, I never, like, it's weird. I never met a girl who was independent all my life until I met this girl. That's because you know, you're with she, that Nubian queen right now. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> she had, you know, just a, a homeowner, you know, just a great job, a, a credit a, straight, a master's degree, the credit is straight, credit is straight, you know, and. And, you know, for me, uh, always being, you know, being a growing up in a time, we always took care of the woman. So, you know, it, it, this, she's helped me change. She's helped me open where it's like, it's okay if I pay for dinner twice and you pay three times or two times. Like, nobody's counting. That is so interesting. So she makes more money than you? Absolutely. You know what? My friends and I had this discussion. Wait, 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 wait. Let me, oh, okay. let me, let me, because our, our guest is acting so unprofessional right Sorry. now. Because <laughs> she hasn't been officially, listen, you know what it is, internets. We have the lovely... Friend of the Combat Jack show, Angela Yee. Cheer. On this episode of the Combat Jack. Now, go ahead. Give us all that advice. No, because I was in uh, Puerto Plata over the weekend with my mm -hmm. friends, all females, and we were talking about this, and they were saying they couldn't date a guy who didn't have more than them. Right. And I said, I don't understand that because I feel like, you know, what if you have a lot, but your guy just doesn't have as much as you, but you guys are both still doing well? What if he's just not where he needs to be yet in life, but he's very ambitious? Why can't you do it? And they were like, no, because you'll grow to resent him. And then you'll be the one paying for things. And after a while, you'll feel like, well, I want him to take care of me. And, I'm, and I felt like, well, if you're really successful as a woman, mm -hmm. it's not quite as easy to find a guy who is, you know, making more money than you. But maybe he is pretty smart and loves something that he does and makes a decent salary. It's just not as much as what you have. And they were all like, no way. That's ridiculous. Trust me. You won't like it. You know, I think it's funny because I went through that too. Like uh, when I met my my then girlfriend. Yeah, she's popping. Yeah, but back then when I met you know <laughs> unbelievable Kim, you know I was I was so focused. I was one of those dudes. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's about the hustle, no sleep, blah blah blah. You know, I was in the law firm. I was making a lot of money. You had your own law firm. I had my own law firm. She wasn't Burr. she wasn't making that much money, and I was like, that's cool. Mm -hmm. You know, um, to the point where when we had our first and second child. She was like, can I be a stay-at-home mom? I was like, I got you. Like, I got you, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, of course, you know, I kind of got burned out with the industry, left my career, woke up, and I, w I went from making a lot of money to making literally no money. And she was like, I got you, mm -hmm. you know? But I think it comes down to what, what the background of the woman is, too. Like, you know, like, you know her, her father. Right. Who really taught her the importance of family and you stick with your, if it's, if it's real family, mm -hmm. one, one day somebody's going to be up, one day somebody's going to be down. And really that's what the whole situation is. And, you know, I think I'm fortunate also because she knows that I'm not just sitting home smoking weed all day playing PlayStation. Maybe one year I did that when I was trying yeah. to fig figure shit out. But she knew I was going to, you know, turn the shit around. And it's then, still then a rough time, though, I'm sure. Because yeah, yeah, I think for guys, too, right. for your ego, it doesn't feel quite so good, too. Well, you know. Sometimes when you're used to being a provider. Right. I agree. Well, I'll tell you, like, so when it when she would get annoyed or because the resentment does come up sometimes. Mm -hmm. 
So when the resentment would come up, I'd be like, yo, but I bought the fucking house. You know what I'm saying? You're in the, you got a fucking roof over your head. You know what I'm saying? I just need some help. You know what I mean? And But it, everyone's going to get annoyed. Everyone's going to get, you know, mm-hmm. resentful, but but it's still a team. And, and you know, I, I'm so thankful that I actually had to grow through that to really see what kind of woman my wife is. Do you think that men get resentful of women sometimes too, if they don't make... Bitch ass, man. I can't, I didn't, I wasn't resentful. I was just like, I, I already covered so there's no reason for you to be resentful because you know I had you. I can't understand the type of man that would be resentful mm-hmm. towards a woman. Even like when I was younger, I dated women that made more money than me. And I was like, oh, this shit is cool. Right. <laughs> this shit is great. I, I, I always, I always hope to do that. So when this came around now, <laughs> it wasn't the same as I thought it would be. Because you know what it is? I, I'm, I, I'm weird like that. I can't really take advantage of a woman like that. Like mm-hmm. as far as money wise. Even like she's like, use my car to use this for that. And I'm like, no, nah, I got it. I got it. You know, because I, you know, that's like some kid shit, I think, like I feel. So it took me a while to really uh, accept that as like, yo, we're a family. You know, we're together on this. And, 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 and this is what we want to do. Wait, how did this become an episode of lip service? Wait, how is this lip service? Because cause you're, you're, you're kind of like giving us advice right now. I'm not giving you. I was about, just asking a we're question. We're talking about relationships. No, it's just interesting that you brought that up because it was a discussion that we just had right. over the weekend with my friends. Right. And I do, you know what I can't stand when women are like, I can't date a guy who doesn't have this, who doesn't have this, who doesn't have this, if he doesn't have a car, and they don't have it. Right, yeah. But I think a lot, I mean, I think it comes down to, see, I don't know much about what the dating scene is right now. Mm-hmm. But I could imagine it's probably so twisted because the fantasy levels are so high. Right. You know, everybody has a fantastic life on Instagram. Everybody's popping on social media. Filters. So I can imagine these motherfuckers out here are twisted right now. Yeah, things are a lot different. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, Angela, first and foremost, welcome to the Loudspeakers Network. Hi, thank you. you. you know, it's con- great to be. Congratulations on your new podcast, Lip Service. Thank you so much. How? It's, sorry. It's really fun. Yeah. You know, I, I miss doing Lip Service. Obviously, I'm on the Breakfast Club every morning. That's a whole different vibe. Right. So it's nice for me to have. These are discussions that I really have with my friends, and sometimes they're a little disgusting and X-rated. <laughs> but, no. but but it's great to, <laughs> but it's great to not have limitations on, on, on what you do right right it is how did the how did the original lip service come about well I used to have a segment in the morning show and it was called slut it out and be- was that was that chosen or was that given to you no I made that up okay because I thought it was funny but we used to say that like oh yeah you know he got slutted out but um uh, wait, wait, wait. Was slutted out? Was your, was your, was your, you <laughs> slutted out? Like turned out, but slutted out? Uh, we yeah, it, was, it was kind of a fun, ironic kind of term, you know. I, I'm very into like, you know, I had came up with the phrase hoes be winning into mm-hmm, making mm-hmm. something that people normally would say is a negative thing. Right. And making it more funny and, you know, sarcastic, like, oh yeah, hoes be winning or slutted out. Like, you know, we slut these guys out sometimes. But the whole point of it was these are women that you see like the secretary, the teacher, the lawyer, regular jobs, and you have no idea what goes on in their lives. You right. know, a lot of times I think men don't want to believe that women have certain discussions. I think women discuss things a lot more in depth than men do. Right. I heard like my wife sometimes she gets turned off because she's like, women get a lot more vulgar about shit than, we do. than, than men do. We do. We definitely will discuss like what it was like, what was the size of his penis, yeah. was there anything weird, he tried to do this to me. And the thing about women is anal? I Anal? Yeah, we talk about anal a lot, you know. <laughs> yo, yo, I'm still bugging off the fact she's like, I miss doing lip service. And like, I'm, I'm you know, the, the man in me, I'm like, you know, like lip service, you know, like the way she said that I was being... Uh, Were you thinking, you trying to find a nah, pause in it? No, it wasn't fine. You can't, I'm not gonna, uh, there's no pause when a woman is talking about stuff like that. Right. 
But when she said that, but it's funny you say about like the size of a penis because I remember like when I was dating this girl one time, uh, she was on the phone and and I was in the living room and she's literally uh, talking to this girl about they're talking about the size of each other, you know, the, their man's penises. They, she was talking and, about you. Yeah, yeah, and, and what did she say? She, she's just explaining. She's explaining it's to her. It's not too big, but yeah, you no, don't no, even no. want to get in that. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but she's explaining off. how, it, like, you know, everything, like, and, and the, like, it was so weird because the next time I seen the girl, I'm not trying to be stupid, but she was giving me, like, some looks, like, you know, like, how are you? And I was like, yo, it, it felt weird to be hearing that conversation. From it her. is true that sometimes you have to be careful what you tell your friends. Yes. You know, I have a friend who dated a guy, and she told us, she didn't think it was going to work out, so she was telling us that his penis was really small. Right. And then it did work out. So now every time I see him, I'm like, damn, I feel so bad for her. But the other way around, I heard, is like <laughs> if you talk about right. some man who's extraordinary in bed, mm -hmm. some of your women, might, women well, friends might try to slut him out, right? Now, you cannot do that with people that you're not really, really close right. with. I wouldn't like randomly tell girls I don't know like that, you know, about my man if he's that great. But if it's, you know, one of my, some of my best friends who I talk to every day who I trust, you know, then I have no problem discussing those things. Right. Now, one of the things you talk about is how you really enjoy dating. Mm -hmm. um, how has the dating scene changed from, from, from when you started dating to now? Because I would imagine it's completely well, different. Well, people are always on their phones. Right. I can't tell you the last time you go out with a guy and he's not on his phone, right. on Instagram. Are you on, on your phone also? Yeah. Right. I mean, but I try to leave my phone in my bag. And then once he takes his phone out, I take my phone out too. Right. Right. Is, is that not considered rude now? or is that It is rude. Yeah. It is. We're just rude. <laughs> and, and and how? What's the mindset right now with dating? Is it the same as, or are these guys more becoming weirdos? Like, I think it's very stalkerish now. Right. Dating is really stalkerish. Like you can find out anything about someone. You know, you can go and search. It would be great to date somebody who's not on Twitter, not on Instagram, but then that's weird too. I think anybody who's not on social media <laughs> yeah. is trying They're to hide something. That's, that's my lady. She's not on social media. She, What's she hiding? I don't know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but she's, well, I mean, she's not but, nothing. but then I notice also it's either, in, in my age, you're either hiding something or you're just too fucking old to be really <laughs> exercising those muscles. Because the thing I hate is a lot of people that I came up with, I can't, they're not on social media. Well, look, my parents are on Facebook and really? Instagram. That's weird. So, yeah, <laughs> it is weird. Well, do they follow you? Yes. It's do you find worst. yourself uh, censoring yourself? No, not really. No. Because they're used to me. Like, I know they won't say anything to me, but I know my parents listen to lip service and my mom would be like, oh, my God, your dad was <laughs> disgusted by something you said. Did you say this? Did your dad like, never says nothing to you? He won't say it to me, right. but he'll tell my tell mom and then my mom will tell me. And I'm like, listen, tell him don't listen. Yeah. What's your relationship with your parents, like with your, with your pops and your moms? Um, my relationship is good. I think, you know, because I'm doing well, they like me better. Right. <laughs> Cause that's how it is. Right. But I just bought my dad a car. Congrats! So I saw on nice. Instagram. What did you yes, buy? Yes, him? I bought him this Mazda crossover SUV that he really wanted. Really, that what? was what he wanted. Really. So I got him the car, and I was like trying how, to convince him he? to get something flossy. My dad is like, how old is my dad? Sixty-four. So he's young. He's is that young? I mean, yeah. Sixty-four I mean, because, is a new forty. Because <laughs> I, I, I mean, my mom is ninety-one. What? My mom is ninety one, so Camas ancient. So so when you when you're talking about how old is he? <laughs> I'm I'm up there. <laughs> I'm definitely up there. You know, grown, I'm a grown ass man, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> Shit. So anyway, so you, you bought him this car. Right. So he was really excited and then it was a surprise too. Right. Like I took him to the dealership and I didn't tell him I told him we were gonna test drive a car, let's see something that you like, I'm gonna get you a good deal on it. We have an endorsement situation at work. 
And when he was out test driving the car, I was doing all the paperwork. I was uh, like, oh, they need your license and insurance before you can test drive it. He's like, really? They need all that? And then when he came back, he was like, I think they're trying to make me buy this car. They keep on telling me this. And I was like, well, you got it. Oh, and it was beautiful. a good feeling. Right. What was his response when he, when you, when you, he was like, what? He pulled out his wallet. And he's like, what, what do I have to pay? I'm like, you don't have to pay anything. It's all paid for. He thought there was a note, but I paid for the whole thing. Nice. So it was a nice feeling to be able to do something like that. Now, you know, you've talked about your whole struggle, and I really enjoy you opening up about your struggle. Like, this didn't happen overnight. How were your parents treating you when you were going through the struggle? Because I know, you, you know, you're educated. They spend a lot of money for your education. Right. Well, I did take out a lot of student loans. Right. And everything. But my parents were very much like, they were very into education from when I was young. Mm -hmm. I was in prep for prep, that program for when I was in sixth grade that prepares you to go to prep school. Mm -hmm. So I did that. It was always like going to school, knowing that I was going to go to college, knowing that after that I was going to get a job. So I think that was always a huge focus for them, which I'm glad they did that. And they never really financially had to help me with anything, though. Okay. I might have struggled, but I appreciated it. I never struggled and felt like I never had to ask them for money. I've never had to ask my parents. The only time I had to ask my parents for money was when I bought a house and I had to borrow some money from my dad. And I paid him back within six months, like everything that I borrowed. But that was, and that was just because I didn't want to pay mortgage insurance. So I had to, you know, borrow, I borrowed like $30,000 from him. Yeah. But I paid it back really quickly. And I also did that so I could have, you have to have a certain amount of money in the bank when you buy a house, yeah. so be liquid. Now, now, how did you g- go off your path from getting a job to? I have a job. No, I'm, no, I'm saying Jack. no. I'm talking no, about when you when you when you graduated <laughs> from college, right? Mm-hmm. What would you graduate? What was your major? English. English. And what were you trying to be? I wanted to be a writer. Right. And then what happened? I think. Well, first thing I wanted to. Uh, my whole idea when I graduated from college was I'm going to be a photographer and a writer. I took photography. I took a lot of English classes. And I got out of school and I said, I'm just going to write a book and I'm going to get a temp job and just do this little job, go home and write. But the temp job was terrible. I quit after two days. What was the temp job? I was like opening envelopes all day. For whom? <laughs> I don't know. It was some data entry, something. Ew. It was aw- When I tell you it was awful, it was depressing. And people had been working there for years probably. Yeah, and I Ew. felt depressed. Like right. I saw people that had been working there for years. They didn't have telephones at their desks. They have windows? weren't allowed to use your... No, it was, aw- it was oh. a huge office. And you just sit at the desk and open envelopes and sort things. It was, I was like, okay, I just graduated from college. I and can't I, do this. I know that I said I want to have a job where when I go home, I don't have to think about it, but I can't do this. Right. So after two days, I just didn't go back anymore. And that day, I had a job interview at Sony and I had a job interview at Wu-Tang. Well, no, no, I didn't have a job interview at Wu-Tang. I left my interview at Sony in my little suit. And I stopped by the Wu-Tang office. I had an intern there. Okay. And they were like, oh, you know what? We were just talking about you. We want to hire you. So Now, was this what, Wu-Tang what? Like Wu-Tang Records? What corporation. Was so Okay. <laughs> See, I, I don't remember. The, what was the Wu-Tang Corporation? Well, they had Wu-Tang Management. Right. They had Wu-Tang Records. They had Wu-Tang Production. They had Wu-Tang Publishing. They had Razor Sharp Records. They had... Um, so it was Wu-Tang Enterprise. Yeah. They, Who was running it? Was it Power? Divine. Divine, okay. And yeah, Wu-Wear was there too. Power was doing Wu-Wear. Okay. So, so they said they wanted you there. Right. And that's and I was assistant to the CEO. Okay. So I got that job offer. And How was that? That was a great job. It was really fun. I think that kind of laid down the groundwork after that for everything that I did because Wu-Tang was on different labels. I got to meet everybody at every label. You know, they had Loud Records. Right. They had Epic Records. They had a deal with Priority Records. They had, you know, MCA. 
They had Def Jam. Yep. It was just a bunch of different artists on different labels. So I was meeting everybody from every label. And that kind of really helped me out because, you know, it just put me in the mix of everything. So you're in the music industry now and you're enjoying it. Mm -hmm. What happens? After that, I left that job to go work for a terrible job. Why did you leave it? More money. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to make more money. And to be Which is honest, always a good reason. Yeah, to be honest, uh, somebody else who I had interned for at MTV, he told me, he said, listen, you know, there's a job opening. I recommended you for it. I think this would be great for you. It was working for D'Angelo okay. at Virgin Records. Right. So I was like, okay, that sounds sexy. That sounds mm -hmm. like a sexy type of job. Was this when D'Angelo was, was, was sexy? Yeah, this is when he was... Taking his shirt off mm -hmm. and... Okay. All of that. Right. That job was terrible. Why was it terrible? Because... It just wasn't what I anticipated. It was really unprofessional. No structure. No structure. D'Angelo took forever to do his album. Right. So we had nothing. It was the only artist they had. So we were just doing nothing all day in the office. Which is the worst thing, even though you're making that check. It makes time like really crawl by when right. you have nothing to do. Right. I couldn't stand my bosses. They were like male, chauvinist, awful, horrible, and just not nice people. Right. And that was something I learned there is that. For instance, every day, right, we had these guys that worked in the mailroom that would come bring us our mail every single day. How do you not know their names? Right. To me, if you work with these people and they're doing this service for you every day, it's important that you can say, hey, good morning, some, Eddie, some, good some morning, people, Some people don't care. Not like that. Right. And they really didn't care. Right. They were kind of like elitist acting. They thought they were better than everybody. Are they still in the game? I don't think so. No. Right. No, not that, at all. That's what happens. Yeah. It was it was terrible. They didn't care about D'Angelo. Like, they would say such nasty things about him behind his back and i was like how are you guys supposed to be his management and be his label and you don't even That's care about him up. as a person right. so and i came from an environment where i was working at wu-tang everybody was family right. and they might have fought with each other but they loved each other mm -hmm. and so i felt like i was part of a family there i just kind of felt like y'all are just making money off this guy yeah and it felt bad it felt terrible so, so i knew i had to get out of there so how long did you stay there i don't even know a few months a few months and, then, <laughs> yeah, and, and few what, months. what was your exit well i got fired <laughs> yay that's good that's always a good thing when you get fired But i tell you i got fired and the next day i woke up feeling well the day that i got fired i had a job interview and i got hired somewhere else that same day right when i left and i Why felt like you get the, fired so it was a couple of reasons but the main thing is my boss had actually called me in his office and propositioned me that's fucked up yeah and i was like you didn't sue no i was you know what now, that's interesting because I actually, one of my friends, her she had an artist that was going to do a development deal there. Right. And I told her about it. And the thing about suing, I was really young. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you think if you try to do a lawsuit in this industry, it might be hard for you to get a job. Which it can be. Later on. Mm -hmm. And I just wasn't prepared to go through all that. I right. didn't have enough information you know, what if I didn't win? What if no one believed me? I didn't have a lawyer. I didn't know anything. So instead, I just exited. Right. No problem. Okay. Like, I'm out of here, out of the situation. And then you ended up with another job. I ended up with another job doing marketing at a marketing company. Now, how was, now this is completely different. Mm -hmm. Now, how was that? I didn't mind that. That was good. It was good because, once again, the experience was great. We had a lot of different clients. Right. So we worked what with... What kind of clients? We worked with a Heineken. Okay. We worked with Sprint, PCS, um... We worked with like random companies like uh, Puma, Willie Esco. Willie Esco. Back then. Legendary. Was it, wasn't, that, wasn't Nas affiliated with that? Or yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, what up, Willie? Yeah, a lot of different companies that um, they represented that would come and go. The New York Liberty mm -hmm. was one of their clients. 
So I was really hands-on involved. Like I would write the marketing plan. Nice. I would go to the meetings. I would do the pitches. That was a great experience for me. It and now you know company. marketing. And yes, yeah, so that kind of got me into doing marketing. Right. And actually, when I quit that job. Why'd you quit? Damn, you just be. I know. I had a lot of jobs early on. Yeah. I quit that job because I wasn't making enough money and I kept getting promised things that weren't being delivered. Right. Like they would, my boss would say, okay, I know I'm not paying you that much. But, you know, once we sign this client, I'm going to give you this percentage and you're going to get this bonus check and it would never happen. And I would know how much we were getting because I was doing the pitching. Right. So I didn't think it was fair. So I was you like, you're, you're getting a check for $150,000 and I'm not getting any more money from that. And, and I'm the one this, that did the pitch right. and I'm the one that has to go out and go to the events. And, you know, so I didn't think that was fair. So I quit. Did they, want, they, did, did they then try to pay you? Well, what really happened was, no, <sighs> this is how I quit. Angela got I'm stories. the worst. But this is how I quit. I was in the office one day and my boss yelled at me about something because I spoke to him and I said, listen, you guys aren't paying me enough. I'm going to do some side projects to make some extra money. Is that cool? No problem. I started doing some side projects. He had a problem with it. One day he yelled at me. I'm not good with people raising their voice at Mm. me. I just grabbed my laptop and left and never came back. That's beautiful. And actually That's a beautiful thing. got a job working with Nile Rogers after that. Okay. How is Nile Rogers now? I How are you jumping around? <laughs> How's Nile Rogers? How come I don't notice? Like you've been on the show. How do I not notice? So Nile Rogers had his own distribution label at right. the time, something else distribution. He seems like a really smart guy. He's the best. I love like to this day. I absolutely love, love Nile Rogers. He's a real true artist and he's a great person. Like right. he's very good hearted. He's very just into the whole art of everything. And he goes off of vibes. And he's done very well for himself. Oh, my God, yes. Like, throughout the years of reinventing himself, you know, he started off as a disco artist. Chic. With Chic, yes. Legendary. And then disco died, Mm -hmm. so that was a difficult time for him. And then after that, you know, he managed to produce some of the biggest songs ever, like for Diana Ross. Mm -hmm. You know, he he did all the scoring for Coming to America, which was a huge deal. He did a lot of stuff for Madonna. He did Duran Duran. He did just huge, huge hit records that a lot of people sampled. And so he's managed to stay around. And then he also does a lot of video game. Right. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Mm -hmm. Um, He seems really awesome on on, on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And he's also very open about how he's a survivor. He beat cancer, right? Yes, Yes. absolutely. I love now. And now actually has also invested in a resort in Turks and Caicos. So I did get a chance to go there. I'm in Europe. Beautiful resort. So he did invite me there last year. So I went there for the first time. But he's super smart, like invested in pharmaceutical companies. So he has all of this just income from everywhere. I mean, he produced We Are Family. So that alone makes him enough money. He needs to come on the show. You definitely should. And he has his book. You got to read his book. Definitely, definitely. But Nile is a fascinating person. And then even now to do songs like Get Lucky and Be Back Out. And he has new chic music and everything. So what were you doing for him? Um, Marketing. Okay. So he was trying to work with some hip hop. Um, acts and known so, acts. No, you won't know them. Okay. They're from. He had one group. Struggle, um, stru- struggle rappers. <laughs> he was interesting. He spent a lot of money on them. Okay. I will say that <laughs> now definitely was the type of person that he wanted it to work out. It just. Did you want to say don't spend so much money on them, or were you? With well, them? I already came in the midst of everything, right. so you know you never know what can happen. That's true. That is true. So I did try to work with them, and I I did work with them, but then after a while, I left and um. You know, I was at that time I was freelancing working for a bunch of different companies because when I left the marketing company, I got a lot of their clients that said they still wanted to work with right. me. So, so money is still good. You're bouncing money was around. great at that time. Right. You're, <laughs> you're bouncing around, and then and then you, when do you start working with individual artists? Well, after all of that, I started working with Eminem's clothing line. Okay, 
when he launched his clothing line, I ran into Paul Rosenberg, another great person, love Paul so much. And I ran into him actually the premiere for the Chappelle show, right. the very first episode. And I was there and Jizza was on the first episode. I remember. So I was there with Diversify Jizza. Diversify what was it? Diversify your... But it was actually before that one. Okay. Because he did one just performing at the end of okay. the first episode. So we were on the Chappelle show super early, like before it came out. A lot of people, you know, didn't even know Dave Chappelle that well. But I was like, oh, we got to do this because Dave Chappelle is hilarious. So he ended up being on the first episode. I was at the premiere. Paul Rosenberg was sitting right there next to me. And he said, oh, I wanted to talk to you about a clothing line we're starting for Eminem. And we want you to come, you know, work for us, figure something out. I think mainly the thing is that I always have really great relationships with people. It seems like it. Like, it seems like every door you're closing, another one's open up because of But your... that's important because right. I've always been a really honest person. Right. I've always been straight up and I've always been really responsible. Like, if I've always been on time. I've always been that person that if you need me to do something, you know I'm going to be there. You're you know not gonna I'm going to be on out. time. Right. I'm not going to flake out. And I can handle it. Right. Any position that I get into, I know that I'm going to excel at it. Because even if I don't know what I'm doing, I'll figure it out. And the ones that you fucking are not professional at, you know, fuck <laughs> this bridge, right? Like that first job. That, that you yeah, I after. mean, listen, some things you can't compromise your own right. values right. for, you know. So I would say that if, I mean, there's some people that maybe if I would have been attracted to my boss and he would have propositioned me, maybe it would have, you know, maybe I would have went for it. But he was disgusting. Right. So that okay. Was, <laughs> So you're working with you're working with Paul. You're working with with, with what was the brand again? Shady Limited. Shady, Shady Limited, which was actually kind of big. Yeah, it started off kind of big, but I think the vision between um, the distributor and what M- Eminem is a real and Paul, they're very subtle people. They don't want like a huge logo. Right. They don't want to put their stuff, you know, all over the place. They, they wanted want it to. They wanted do-rags. it to be more like yeah. Remember when Eminem like, was wearing two yeah, color yeah, yeah. do rags, <laughs> red and red and black do rags. So. And let's keep it real. Eminem likes sweatpants. Right. He's yeah. not like a. You know, I'm going to get all done up. He loves Jordans and Air Maxes. Exactly. So, so they were doing it more like a Mark Echo type of like, let's have this big logo all over the place. And it was the same company that did, I think they were doing School of Hard Knocks and they're doing Rock Aware Women's. Right. But they just didn't, their main thing was, we're in this to make some money. We want Eminem's face on everything. We want his logo huge on every, on everything. And they were like, no, we want it to be nice. We want it to be classy. We right. want to keep the logo small. We want to approve everything. They're very. That's you know, dope, though. It is dope, but it's not when it, they just weren't seeing eye to eye. Right. And I'm working at the distribution place, but I'm on the, the shady side. Right. So it was always a little weird. Disconnect. Right. Yeah, for them. So, you know, that ended up not working. I didn't you know you see. had all these jobs, man. I had a lot of jobs. So, so what happened after, after Shady <laughs> Limited? She went well, to another job. After, that's when I saw, I was like, I, all right, I have to figure out what I'm going to do in my life. You know, um, things didn't work out over there with the distribution. So we all got laid off and I was like, all right, I'm out of a job. I've never had unemployment, but hey, I was paying for it all this time. So I was like, let me get unemployment for a little right. while and figure out what I want to do At next. 400 and change a week. 405. Yeah, it was like no? 425 Four, it or something. something. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's 405. horrible. You got to call in every fucking week. It was, Fuck on them. I never called in though. No, they, 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 they started putting it on your credit on the little, little. What? On a little, a little unemployment card. I didn't have that. I had the unemployment card. But I, I was like, you know what? Let me try this unemployment It's beautiful. Thing. Like, we all know what unemployment is. Let me go to the gym every is. day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're having fun employment. Yeah. Yeah. I was having great, great unemployment times. And, um. I think, now this is crazy. At the time, I broke up with my boyfriend. Now, what really happened was I climbed in the window and caught him in bed with another girl. Why are you climbing what? in the, what the, now, are you fucking Stalkerish. crazy? Yeah, that was stalkerish. But are you crazy? No, I'm not crazy. I think that's what the, only, that's the craziest to, thing I've ever done. Okay, so you're dating this guy for how long? Two years. Two years. 
Mm-hmm. And what happened? <laughs> well, I used to always do this to him. I would text him and I would say, you know, what are you doing? And he would tell me some bullshit. And then I would say, I'm on my way over because I wouldn't believe him. But I would mm-hmm. never really go. I would just say that because I knew it would make him nervous. Right. Sure. So this one day. I and was, you knew he was cheating on you. Though. Yeah. I mean, I Woman's didn't know, no, but I could tell. Had you gone through his stuff or at all? Uh... No. You know what it was? Is that he would do things. I would call him. He wouldn't answer. So I would text him. But he would text me back. Right. That's so stupid. Which like, means that you can't talk. You got to be could... consistent. <laughs> right. If you're not going to answer the phone, don't text back. Because right. now I know you're available. You're just not answering True. the phone. Right. right. <laughs> So how 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 deep was this love? Uh, it wasn't really that okay. deep. I mean, two years though. Two years. Uh, yeah, spent... but two years. Like I lived in Jersey at the time. He lived in the Bronx. You know, we oh, were young. Ew, That's Bronx? a mission. And you had to pick him up. Or ew, you was dating a Bronx he dude. Car. He had a car. <laughs> a Bronx dude. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so you 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 how, you. So this is what happened. I could you know I I this particular day I was in the city when I texted him and I said I'm, I'm on my way there cuz he was texting me back mm-hmm. but he wasn't answering the phone so he probably didn't believe me cuz I would do it all the, all time, all the time and never we talked about it afterward right. cuz it was funny cuz you become friends with your exes which is kind of crazy too mm, I wouldn't say that we're friends but we did have like funny conversations okay. cuz I didn't care anymore right. after <laughs> it all happened and it helps you it helps you get over that shit yeah i mean i was over it pretty quick cuz you know how you know something's going on so you're kind of over it in your head right. before you're over it right so i really went there and he had told me he wasn't home but his car was in the driveway he was the type of person that drove everywhere like he mm. would never get a ride he always drove his own car even if like him and his friends were going to the same place he drove his own car everybody drove their own car right so I'm like, well, your car's in the driveway. I'm here. Right. And he was like, I'm, oh, such and such drove. I was like, okay, that's a lie. I said, well, I'll just wait till you come home. Mm-hmm. He was like, well, I'm not coming home. It was just a lot of yeah, lies. Lot of, it was yeah. very Quarterman, obvious. Right. Yeah. So it was summertime and <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the porch and I'm ringing the bell and he's not, you know, the lights are all off, but the car is there. He's not answering the phone still. And the window, the screen was in the window. And I just took the screen out and walked, stepped in the window. It was on the porch. It right. wasn't like, you know, I scaled the house. Right. So you walked in the house. I go upstairs and there's a naked girl in the bed. And he's sitting on the edge of the bed, like super nervous on his phone, texting. And what do you say? I'm like, hey. So he told me he was in Rockland County. I was like, this doesn't look like Rockland County. And he's like, oh. and the girl jumps up and he makes her leave. He's like, no, it's nothing. She doesn't mean anything. And then I left and that was it. That's crazy. Did, that now, did you look at her like, and did you catch a glimpse of her to see like what he was messing with? Because some girls think like that, like you know, maybe something that I wasn't. Um, no, I didn't really. I mean, she got in her car and left. Mm-hmm. You know, right away, she didn't really say anything. She just <laughs> threw her clothes on and got out of there. <laughs> so I guess she really didn't mean anything. That is some kind of stalkerish, though. I remember I used to have a girl growing up that used to like. She's like, you come. She used to out of nowhere just tell me pull down my pants so she could smell my. Uh, oh no, I wouldn't do that. It. Yeah, and that's kind of crazy. But I got, I, I got a hip. That's to not it. fun though. I used to use a baby wipe. You know, and <laughs> a like, baby wipe before I was done, and then you know. <laughs> so it's okay. So you caught your boyfriend, right? So after that, I yeah. was like, okay. And probably part of the reason I come was because I didn't have a job. Sometimes right. when you don't have a job, yeah, it's like, you got a lot to do. Yeah, like I'm out already, you know. So um, I was like, you know what? Let me go do something. And I always tell my friends this, like at a time when you're going through a breakup, it's a rough time. But that's a great time to take a risk and do something you wouldn't normally do. Right. Because at that time, you're like, oh, who gives a shit, you know. So that's when I said, all right, let me go look online and like get my life together. And I saw a job opening at Sirius in the marketing department. And... Paul had just signed a deal for Shade 45 at Sirius. So I was like, oh, you know what? Let me hit up Paul, see if he can get me a job interview. So I call Paul, and he's like, you know what? Um, we need a female on the morning show with Cypher. Would you want to try it? 
And I said, okay, yeah, no problem. And that's how I ended up on there. Now, he told me I wasn't guaranteed the job. Mm-hmm. It was more like an audition. Right. He was like, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of women that had Who else were, were auditioning at the time? I have no idea. Right. I don't know who, you know, because I, I wasn't very well versed in radio. So I don't know who the people were before me. Isn't that frightening, though? Like, you have, you've never done radio. Yeah, and all of scary. a sudden now... You're going to be on a morning show right. in front of an audience. How do you fucking prepare for that? Well, I would say the good thing about it was it was pretty early on. So a lot of people didn't have serious. Right. So it was kind of like nobody really knew about it. It wasn't like being thrust into the spotlight. It was more like, you know, a couple of weeks in one person was like, hey, are you on, you know, serious now? So how were you doing? Were you were you fucking up? Oh, it was awful at first. What were you doing? That was awful. I mean, I was nervous. I think I was overprepared sometimes. Like, I would write down what I wanted to say. Right. So I would go over stories, and I would write everything down and say, okay. And it sounded like I was reading, and I just wasn't comfortable. I didn't really have a lot of direction. Nobody was telling me what to do. Cypher wasn't that nice to me when I first started. Really? Why not? Well, it be, I think part of it was that he didn't have any say in this decision. Right. It wasn't like... In terms of you being with him. Right. He right. felt like he I was put there. He a Spanish woman probably to come on. <laughs> he might have. He might have. And he, he would do things like, he would be like, okay, we're going to bring you on and Miss Info and see who people like better. Really? Uh, yeah. Which, so he was like pledging you. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Now, now, now Cypher's been on the show several times. He seems like such a nice guy. No, he is nice. Right. But I mean, I, I understand it. He probably felt like this wasn't my decision. You know, she was put here by the bosses. And he would say that. So... She's not our person. She's like a spy. Right. That's how they. So he was really obvious. Yeah, he wasn't fucking, like he wasn't fucking with you secretly doing, but right. he wasn't not fucking with me. He just was not warming up to you. He was okay. Right. I think it was kind of funny to him to do that. Okay. You know, it was like part of the show. And did that? But change? I'm so I have a tough skin, so it didn't really bother me. Where does that tough skin come from? Uh, I think maybe growing up in Brooklyn and you know just being young and always having to like have a sharp I always had like quick wit and everything so I think that's probably part of what it is so how did this become a career well I just worked really hard at it and I think I also had all these great relationships that I had built up from all the 10,000 jobs that I had so a lot of times people would come on the show and they already knew me it all and what really solidified the job is when we interviewed Jay-Z right and he he was like what are you doing here and I said we're about to interview you he said you are where did you meet him before um, I was friends with Tata. Okay. And so he would have cookouts at his house and right. I would go and they knew me. And I actually did <laughs> randomly Diamonds in the Rough when I was in college. I did their photo shoot for their um, press Because you, you were a photographer yeah, back in the day. Yeah, because I was a photographer. And well, I did Memphis that's, that's, Bleak that's, also. That's crazy. <laughs> so with, random. With the do-rag, right? <laughs> yes, he definitely had the do-rag on. <laughs> they definitely had like money on a glass table. That was a shoot. <laughs> so but, now, now, now you're in the radio business. <laughs> right. And are you enjoying it? Are you? I, I did. At first it was just scary and right. i would listen to myself all the time to figure out how can i get better and did I you was like really your voice because it's all no. that's do you do you it. like your voice now it's still hard to listen to but it's kind of fun like if i'm in the car and i hear myself i'm just like oh that's me right. <laughs> but, but it still sounds weird to me yeah so so now you're doing well right mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're 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 on the morning show it's doing well with with with, with, with cypher Yes. And then what happens? Like, how do, you, how, do you, how do you develop a second show at Sirius? Well, that's when I started this segment on the morning show because Shade 45 is a really male station. I think mm-hmm. Sirius in general was very male at the time. Right. It's a lot of truck drivers that listen. It was an all-hip-hop station, so that's already a really male thing. I was the only female on the station at the time. So I think they felt like they needed some more, like, female-type Energy, things. right. So I would do this um, thing once a week where I would record my friends 
And we would come in after work, get drunk, and we would just talk shit and talk about everything. And then sometimes we'd have like a guest, like we had Heather Hunter on. We had like Buffy the Body the back then. Mm, Buffy. Yeah. At the prime of her mm. career. Yeah. She, you know, teaching us how to make it clap and stuff like that. Did, so, did you learn how to make, make it, it clap? No, I don't think I, I don't think it was, I was really good at that. Right. But <laughs> that's, a, that's an inappropriate fucking question. Hey, hey. <laughs> but yeah, so it was a weekly thing and people really liked it. Right. So they were like, you know what? We should just make this into like its own nighttime show. So I ended up getting my own show at night and I was doing it with Leah. She was a music editor at Double XL at the time. And it was Married fun. Your mom, Leah? No, it was a different Leah. Oh, okay. Leah Rose. Okay, okay. What's her name? Okay. And so we were just kind of, the whole premise of it was we're going to interview these people. It was all about people's intimate sex right. lives and just relationships and everything, which was something that wasn't happening on right. that station. Now, now what, what drives you to talk about that? Like, what, have you always been interested in like the intimacy of, of, of people's lives? or Well, I'm a female. Right. So, you know, part of it is that's what we do. Like, it really is real conversations that we have. Like, my friends and I, I have a lot of female friends. I'm sure you know that. Yes. I have a million female friends. So I'm the person that everybody always calls for advice about everything. And Why do they call you? I think because I've always had a lot of guy friends and a lot of female friends. Like, you know how some people can't be friends with members of the opposite sex? Mm-hmm. I've always been great at having friends of the opposite opposite sex who I wasn't messing with, I never messed with. That was always like no problem for me. When I was younger, my friends would be like, oh, hook me up with your boy. And the guys would be like, hook me with your girl. I was always like the hookup person. Yeah, I was the connector. And where were you in this in terms of like, were you hooking yourself up or were you not, you know, were you? you, I always had a boyfriend when I was younger. Okay, so you always got the boyfriend. Always had a boyfriend. So you were secure? Yeah, I was fine. Okay. So, yeah, I never had, I always would have a boyfriend and then I would be friends with all their friends and then my friends would say, hook me up. And so I was always that person. I was that person where they would be like, oh, this happened. What do you think I should do? And my house was always the place where people would come to. Right. Like people would always come over my house. They would eat at my house. I would have sleepovers. I was just like, people were messing with each other in your house? Easy, easy. Yeah, they definitely (laughs) did. I I mean, she sounds like she was like, you know, putting together like like, orgies, you know? (laughs) No, I was young. We see your friends though on Instagram and people still asking you, to hook you up with a friend? Shit. Yeah, all the time. Yo, has, we we got to stay friends just in case anything happens to me <laughs> since you're the connector. But you know, one thing I will say as I really respect about you, and I think this is why people ask you questions, is because, you know, you've been around for a long time and, you know... Not um, as long as Combat Jack. Not well, as long well, as me. He, he has never revealed that, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just you've been around for a long time and, and you know, your name ain't out there like that. And, mm-hmm. and you're a woman that definitely hangs out with a lot of guys. You know, so I think that's that's something that's really uh, um, inspiring, I think, for other women to see is because and I, I know you can't break it down fully, but I would love to know, like, how, how do you get through this industry? Well, but, how do you keep your personal life so personal? Oh, you just have to be great at what you do. And that, that way, guys don't want to talk because they don't want to mess up a good thing. Right. <laughs> like what? Like meaning no, what? I'm just kidding. Okay. No, no, I no think- but no, you're not. I think part of it is that you should really just mess with people who respect you enough right. that they're not going to like try to embarrass you. Right. Has has there ever been any situations where it's like, you know what, you might be an embarrassing type of date? Not that I'm embarrassed to date you, but... No, in terms of oh, them... Trying to like... Trying to out you or trying to... I don't think that people necessarily want to... Because I am not... Like like I like I said, when it comes to business and when it comes to personal things, right. I'm not a vindictive person. Right. I'm not a spiteful person. I'm not the type of person that is trying to, you know do anything foul ever. I'm really like straight above the table. Like this is what it is. If things don't work out, I'm not going to drag your name through the mud. I'm just going to act like it never happened. When I see you, hey, cool, keep it moving. So 
for that reason, I don't. I think people respect that. And I also think the fact that I'm in a position that I'm in, people don't want to ruin a relationship right, either. Right, 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 so, right. But you know, like like we, we talked about earlier, there's some men out there that I don't even understand what kind of men they are these days. And, right. But are you good at deciphering like which men not to fuck with? Or yeah, have you made I think some bad it's decisions? important. I, we've all made some right. decisions that weren't the best. Right. But I never consider anything like necessarily, not necessarily a bad decision. It's just a decision that didn't work out, you know? Sometimes, I mean, you can't take back your <laughs> vagina. Right. So if yeah, it, you definitely can't take yeah, back you the can't vagina. take that back. I, I need if that. Let me get, get, get that back. Get that back. Never it, it, it never happened, you. buddy. <laughs> never gave it up to JJ. In my mind, it never happened. <laughs> right, right. You know, but and you know, it is what it is. Like sometimes we do things, and we're like, "Damn, that was kind of like a you know, I wasted that notch." Yeah. But but you've never had like, for example, uh, you've never slept with somebody on the first date. No, I've never slept with somebody on the first ever, date. Ever, ever. Ever, ever. Second? How, but I don't how? think there's anything wrong second, with that. Pete asked the second. Second date? No, not the second what? date. What? How, 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 how many days? Because I have to the feel... The third? I have to feel really comfortable enough. Right. Like, I'm the type of person that before I sleep with you, we're going to have practical. had like... We're, no, we're going to have to have like a hundred conversations and I, ha- I have to feel comfortable enough to even be alone with you. Right. Like, for, and I always tell my friends this too. If you don't want to sleep with somebody, don't be alone with them with your pants off. Right. That's really what that's, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but honestly, comfortability also could be very fast. Like, and what I mean by that is, like, I messed with a lot of girls where I slept with on the first night, and they, and, and they, trust me, they weren't like who is that, as we could call them, or they weren't girls that done that before. But it was just that we flowed, like we flowed. Like, like I stayed on the phone with them for six hours. We'll say two, working at it. You wanted yeah, that vagina. I got on the phone with six hours. We were playing songs. I was putting playing the phone Playing songs for that vagina, right? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> six, like, marathon Then we would dates. hang out. But what I'm saying is I, I, I don't want to sit here and say like I have a, an ability to make people feel comfortable. But I do. And I have. And I, I not abused it, but we just had sex real quick. That has happened a lot with me and my wife. Even with girls who... And I know you heard that normal talk. I, you know, I don't I've usually don't do this. Either. But... But you're really well, not- I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Right, but you're just not comfortable with it. But that. it's just never happened for me because, number one, like, whenever I go out with a guy, and guys always say, this is the number one complaint about me, is that I'm never alone. Right. Like, I always have people with me. And you do that strategically. It just happens like right. that because I really am always with my friends. Right. You know? But I remember, like, one time a guy came over and I told my friend, like, please, you know, come over too because... I don't want to be alone and let him think anything and don't leave till after he leaves. Like, right. I do stuff like that. Ooh, that, that, that See, I would, I would think that, that we're having that. a threesome, yeah. you know? <laughs> uh, I've never think. had a threesome. No? no. What? I don't, Wait, like, the, I don't like women. Yeah, now, let but, me ask you this. I mean, this is a little... I think that's a young That effing vodka is, you is, can like is, women, you know, if you drink that. I see the women that you hang around with. And, mm-hmm. and the women, a lot of the women you hang out with are just fucking ridiculously like... Like, like your wife, hot. like yeah, like my wife. Well, yeah. we're not talking about how you. Now, you, now, you're, now, 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 now you're fucking playing Jedi mind tricks. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, like, you never like get curious. Like you're around these most beautiful women, you don't ever like. Mm, was... No, I like dick. That's why, and I'm not. <laughs> okay. I don't want to be with yes. another woman, so it is what it is. <laughs> and I'm confident enough to be around women who look better than me because right. it doesn't bother me. Right. Like it's not like I'm going after the same. I, I'm not trying to compete with you for guys. Have your friends ever gotten tried to get curious with you? Like, hey, girl. No, because I don't think I think you have to give off that vibe. Right. No one's gonna just do it. Like right. no one's gonna just try to tongue you down. They, they have to feel like you might be kind of with it. 
So it, it happens though sometimes. But if what you, do you mean it happens sometimes? It, 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 yeah, it does happen. Some, yep. Somebody, some, some dudes just start. <laughs> no, I don't see, see, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> you're talking like, about. Yeah, you know exactly yeah, what I'm I talking. I have no idea. It what happens, you're talking about. you said. It just no, happens. No, no, it happens it to happens. girls. I mean, a lot of girls just okay, say, you know, they just kiss each other sometimes. You know, girls drink, you know, get fucked up, and they kiss. <laughs> I each get drunk. Ain't nobody never just. Ki- I've uh, never just kissed. You've never seen a girl kiss another girl. No, yeah, but I think they they do that. I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think that it just happens. Now you do have a lot of girlfriends. And I know a couple of times you had to say to yourself, like, holy shit, she's a hoe. <laughs> like, 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 you know, so, sometimes you'd be in a club and you're like, what the fuck is this girl doing? And you, you know keep, what I mean? Do you keep horror's friends? Hmm? Do you keep horror's friends? I think some of my friends are looser than right. others, but I don't, I don't, you know what? I don't really don't call my friends hoes or right. whores. Or I don't mean, anything. yeah, that's a word I use. That's what, that, what do yeah. you want to call them? What's called? Some of them are definitely more sexually liberal than others. Mm. But you have to understand, like, I know people who are porn stars. I know like all different kinds of people, so it's it's just I, I've seen and heard everything. So there's nothing somebody can say. Like I've talked to women who are dominatrixes. I've talked to women. Nothing who, surprises you. Nothing surprises. What's me. the last thing you heard that surprised you? Though. Um, let me see. What's the last thing I heard that surprised me? Yeah, that was like, oh, geez, I wasn't expecting that. Um, and then after that, you got to tell your your, your your shampoo story. Maybe no, no. Yeah. Tell what? them the shampoo story. No, but but first, good. I mean. Nothing lately has surprised me. As maybe we had young Dro on lip service and he said that he was having sex with a woman and he forgot to take the condom off when another chick came over and then pulled his pants down and he had a condom that. I, I on. Heard that. I heard That's that. classic. Yeah. And he and he went back He's to He's a hoe. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> that was a good episode, by the way. <laughs> but you have you, a why don't you share her your, your fructose story? I mean, I will, but, but before that, you have a yeah. Garnier Fructis. But you have a wide range because you're like, oh, I have friends that are porno stars and I have friends. Like, that's a wide range because, like, the porno stars, you know, are getting fucking banged. You know, right. like, your, your friend that. My you, friend, all my you, friends you, are getting banged. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> we don't need no fr- Garnier Fructis story. The internets have heard this story so many times. <laughs> um, you got to tell it off air. I, th- I want to see her reaction. Right okay, there. so I'll tell you quickly then. I'll break down you, the quick story. Listen, you'll be surprised. Some people haven't heard it. No, I was messing with a, a girl and. Um, Make it quick, though. Yes, sir. That's what she said. Um, mm-hmm. I was messing. Uh, yeah, well, maybe not. But <laughs> I was messing with a girl and uh, went over her house, and and she was like on a period and shit like that. So I just literally like you know she was, I, nothing could go down. So I went in the shower and I took a shower, and uh, she was like knocking on the door, and I was in the shower, I was jerking off in the shower, and I was just thinking about it. You know, like my mind was wandering. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the shower, I'm jerking off, and she started knocking on the door. So when she started knocking on the door, I was literally almost coming. So uh, uh, I just gra- I, I I didn't know. I didn't want to come like on in in the in, in the tub. Like I, I was just it was just a weird moment. So I just grabbed a shampoo bottle, and and she was one of those girls. I don't know. If she had open. She had her caps open. Mm-hmm. So. I just so I every literally last bit of it just cummed in the sh- in the shampoo bottle and then when she came in the she barged in there she, um, like I, she opened the shower curtain thank God for a shower curtain because like I was looking like were you in there for a long time I mean I was in there for like ten minutes you know why would she barge in that's she so knocked on the door and I guess I didn't hear it you know that's what she told me but why would she want to come in while you're in the shower I don't know she wanted to take a shower so when on she a period. Yeah, she she wanted to take a shower. You know, she told me she was at the end, but she didn't want to have sex. It was weird. But anyway, I barge in on when she like opened that. the shower curtain, um, you know, I felt like she had me like I like I took something, like I was stealing something. I was like, hey, how are you? How's everything? What's going on? And she jumps in there and she's like, well, you know, let's take a shower together. So she 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 says we start washing each other, and next thing you know, she's like, hey, babe, can you do me a favor? Can you put the shampoo on my hair. 
<laughs> and I just grabbed the shampoo and I started to pour it on her hair. She was trying to put and, it on. And I felt weird and then and, and I felt so bad. But then she turns around, she's like, Hey, how about I put some shampoo you in? I was like, no, get yeah. that fucking shit the fuck out of here. That shit is good for your But ends. I never wore I never that ever shit fucked. is so good for your ends. Let me though. tell you something. I made her hair look beautiful. <laughs> After that, her hair was voluptuous. Yeah. Oh, so that works. Okay. It works, huh? So for other women out there. <laughs> so so Angela, how do you end up now going from serious, which is a good thing? Mm-hmm. To, to going on, on on terrestrial? Well, I actually, I worked at Sirius for six years, which six is years. kind of a long time, and I didn't feel like there was much more for me to do there. Right. You know, They weren't really trying to pay me what I felt like they should have been paying me. Uh, things had kind of run its course. I didn't feel like they were doing justice for what it was that I was bringing to the table. I felt like at that time, they weren't really that interested in hip-hop or R&B or anything. They just didn't care about They didn't want to spend money on it. It's, just, it's all about Howard. Right. They did, they, and just everything else. They right. just really didn't care. And so I had a lot of other job offers, and I let them know. I said, look, just so you know, because Hot 97 did try to hire me when right. Cypher left. Now, were you trying to be, like, were they trying to put you on a breakfast club with Cypher and Rosenberg? Uh, well, no, that wasn't a breakfast club. What they tried to do was... I mean, on, on, the, on the morning show with them. Yes, they right. did try to offer me that position when Cypher left to go How over How was there. that? Did you have to, did you audition for it? No, I didn't want to do it. They right. offered me the job. So it was guaranteed. Cypher wanted me to come. Right. He wanted me to come with him. Right. And um, they offered me the job. They actually had told people I was going to work there before they even offered me the job. How did they come to that conclusion? Because they didn't think I would say no. Right. And you knew, did you know Rosenberg at all? I, no, I didn't know Okay. Him. But I felt like, you know, when I sat down with Ebro, I just didn't like his whole approach to me. It didn't feel good. Right. You know, first what, what of all. What was the approach? Well, the approach was, you know, um, okay, so we have this opening. We want to bring you over here. I said, okay, cool. So is it going to be like the three of us, me, Cypher Sounds, and Rosenberg? No, it's not. And I said, okay, so what's the situation? Well, your name's not going to be on there. You're just going to do the rumors and the traffic and the weather. Right. And I was like, well, it doesn't sound like (laughs) much opportunity for me. And then he offered me like a ridiculously low amount of money. I was making more as serious and I already felt like I wasn't making shit as Which is serious. crazy when you're making more on they satellite. Made me, they offered me like half of what I was making. Crazy. And I said, okay. On terrestrial. Yes. Is not is that crazy? That's it crazy. Crazy. That's kind of like insulting. Right? But I think part of it was that they felt like I should feel like super excited to work there. Right. You know, and. That's oh, that Hot 97 aura. And then they're like, oh, you know, and you'll make money doing commercials and endorsements. But I was just like, I don't know. It sounds to me like I'd be better off. And part of it is for me not having a radio background because I know for some people that's like the be all end all. If I had grown up like I want to do radio, maybe so I would have was a big thing. I would No, I would have thought High 97 was right. a big thing. Right. I would have said, you know what? This is the best opportunity ever. You know, it's not like this opportunity comes up for anyone to turn down. Did you talk to, to anybody about show. it? I talked to Paul Rosenberg, of course, because he was the first person I spoke to because I had a lot of loyalty to him at the time. He was the one who started me in radio. Mm-hmm. So I called him to see what he thought. and But I kind of already knew. I was like, I'm not going to make less money for a position where they offered me the... I had my own show as serious. Right. It's yeah, my shows. show. Right. And I had my nighttime show. Why would I give up having my own show, making more money to go someplace? Just logically, it didn't make sense to me. Right. Now, maybe if it was a, a decision that I would make with my heart because this is something I've been striving for my whole life, I would have made a different decision. But in my head, I was like, this just doesn't seem right. And I didn't like the whole approach. And then they wanted me to make up my mind on the spot. Right. And I said, this is something I have to think about. And Ebro was like, you have to think about it. And he was like, well, I'll give you 24 hours. And Damn. You, yeah. 
And I was like, wow, 24 hours to come up with this decision. So Did you ever answer back or... Yeah, the next day I told him I didn't want it. Right. And then he said, I'll give you another 24 hours. 48 hours. You had hey 48 now. hours. Four, the you first should 48. Me, yeah. You should have told me you got an answer. These nuts. <laughs> got him. But when you told him, when you gave him the final answer. You, you know, I told him, I said, listen, I think I'm going to stay here serious. I said, you know, they offered me. And I definitely use that as leverage to get more money. To bolster your position over at Sirius. Yeah, I definitely did that. But... I told him, I said, I feel like I can make a bigger name for myself here having my own show right. and then perhaps step into a bigger position. So hopefully you'll keep me in mind and uh, things will work out that way. And so I stayed as serious and I did just that. Like I worked really hard at building my own show and I did a lot of stuff online that people weren't really doing at that time. You know, I like was what? like I was filming. I was do- streaming. I was doing um, live stream TV. Oh, well, yeah. I had my team Yee TV. But I also, um, what was that streaming called? The uh, live stream? Ustream? Yeah, I was Ustream. using Ustream. Yeah. And so I was doing lip service on Ustream. Which I can imagine. Is- yeah, I remember. That was like audio porn. Uh, the- People used to really yeah. tune in. But then I got in trouble for that. Sirius is like, oh, you're giving away free content. And I said, it's They only- didn't get it. They didn't get it at right. all. They didn't want me to film my interviews, to put anything online because they said, and they just were so traditional. That's so old school. It was very old school right. because I felt like they had a great opportunity to put those interviews out, like how we do on The Breakfast Club. And it really and do- just, dominate dominate the entire... Sometimes people will subscribe to series based on watching the Ustream. Right. And so, and it wasn't the whole show. It was just more like behind the scenes stuff right. of us talking, answering questions. But they were like, you're not allowed to do it. And because of me, they made this whole band. Nobody's allowed to stream. The Angela Yee rule. Yeah. <laughs> but I still was kind of doing it. And then right. I would get in trouble. They just gave what me... What would a- happen when you got in trouble? Um, I remember at one point they tried to do like a, they got really mad and they thought I was going to wild out and they made me have a seven second delay or something. <laughs> so in case I said, I was like, I've never said anything crazy because right. no matter what happened behind the scenes, crazy I would never take them. it. Yeah. Right. I would never take that on the air. Right. Like anything that was happening behind the scenes, I feel like people, your listeners should never know that things aren't going well. Right. They don't want to hear that because people are listening to the radio to forget their problems. They don't want to hear I hate sometimes, this. I sometimes hate people this. do want to hear that shit too. Though they want to hear. Oh, well, back then, but, probably not. Now, yeah. I, but I fuck. think that it was. You know, I'm not gonna go on the air and not do the best job that I can do because I'm mad at my boss. Right. I'm still gonna go because you're hurting there. yourself. Right. But I'm it's only a perfect because way because no one else knows what's going on. Right. It's a perfect way. I mean, Howard Stern did that too. Well, yeah, you know? Howard Stern would definitely do that. Yeah, but, but I wasn't Howard Stern. Howard's a whole different. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying. I'm just saying people <laughs> have, people have done it. But you're right, and 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 it's more respectful that way. Right. So, and I just was very professional about it. Like I might not like you, but I'm still going to do my job. And, because it's your brand. Right. You, you got to perfect your brand. It would only hurt me. Right. So, you know, I I just felt they did a lot of crazy things to me there, and I just felt like I had to get out of there. I had to leave because it started point. getting a little personal. It, it, started, it just wasn't fun for me. Like, I liked everybody I worked with. DJ Wonder. You know, we had um, Emoticon was his name. I called him that because he used to always, like, send emoticons. I thought it was weird. Right. So everybody started calling him that. And, um, you know, we had a great time at work, but it was just behind the scenes. It was just, you Which know. is usually the case sometimes. And even Paul was like, you know, and he was like, it sucks. And I wish I could help more. But the way they're acting up there is like, I can't really do anything about it. Right. And so um, I just felt like I had to get out. But fortunately for me, a lot of people were coming to me. Like I got offered a morning show in Philly. Mm-hmm. I got. Were offered, you gonna go? Were you moving to Philly? Were you gonna move? I to thought about it. Power ninety nine. Right. Um, no, it was a uh, one hundred three. Mm-hmm. That's that's the old like the old, only old people listen to that. Uh, <laughs> well, I think it was different back then though. Okay, okay. Because they ended up flipping it. Flipping after, it. Right. Yeah. 
But um, they were offering me that morning show. And I think actually Charlemagne was on it before. And right. They had fired him. They had and fired then him. they were right. going to try to bring me there. Now, had you had any interactions with Charlemagne up until this point? Yes. Actually, when he got fired, he came and co-hosted with me a couple of times. How was that? It was good. It was yeah. fun. Did you call him the co-host with you? He had hit me up about um, a couple of guests, you know, that I think um, what on Wendy Williams show, and he was like, "Okay, do you want this guest? You know, they're coming to town, da da da." Just right. you know, like, on some nice courtesy. I didn't really know him, right? And so that's how we met each other. Just him asking me, "Hey, this guest, you know, I thought it would be good for your show on Sirius," and that's how we met. And then when he got fired, I was like, "Oh, you should you should just come up and co-host one day." So, not even knowing. Right, and had no idea. Envy co-hosted with me too. Right. Because when Cypher left, they said they were going to hire a co-host for me and they just never did. Right. But I was trying different people out. Did you feel like you needed a co-host? I would have, I think it would have been good, right. you know, but I don't think I needed one, but I think it would have been good if it was the right person. Right. So how did the Breakfast Club come about? So the Breakfast Club happened because first Power 105 had offered me a job doing weekends. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, cool. This is how much Sirius couldn't stand me. Like everybody at Sirius worked, you know, on other stations. Like Envy was working. Envy has a million jobs. Yeah, DJ Self. Million you know, jobs. Even when Cypher was there, he was on High 97. Right. And on, so I told, I didn't think it was a problem. So I told them, I said, okay, you know, as a courtesy, I was like, hey, I'm going to do weekends at Power. They told me I wasn't allowed to do it. It was just fucked up. And I was like, that's a, well, that's a lawsuit right there, too. I was like, well, everyone else does it. You know that's a lawsuit. I right. Mean, I'm just saying that. Yeah. The lawyer you always want to sue somebody. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> Shit. I've, I, I've, I've, I'll just leave. I've, I've sued. <laughs> I've, I've sued past employees. Hey, now. <laughs> so I was, I just felt like, really, how come everyone else does it? And they were like, oh, well, they were grandfathered in and da 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 da. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's not fair to me at all. So I told G-Spin, he was the one that offered it to me, because I actually started doing training, and then when it was about to happen, I told them, and then they told me I couldn't do it. Right. So I told G-Spin, I said- Which is a fucked up position to be in. Yeah. So I told G-Spin, I said, listen, now they're saying I'm not allowed to do it for whatever reason. I said, but um, don't think that I don't want to leave here. Like, if something comes up full-time that's available, I would definitely consider it. And so- that's when, you know, he hit me and he said, hey, you know, we're possibly having a new morning show and we don't know everything yet, but just to let you know, this could happen. Then I got the offer in Philly mm-hmm. and they gave me like a real offer, like, so you know. like you're about to go to move to Philly, huh? Right. They were ready. They wanted me to sign like that day after I met with them and right. everything. And I was like, no, I need to think about it because they, that's what they do. They try to make you sign things really quick. So, you know, I had a um, lawyer look at it and, and I really was thinking about doing it. I was looking at apartments and everything. And I left the meeting with uh, the guys from Philly. And as I was walking to my car in the parking lot, that's when they called me from Power. G-Spin. Um, G-Spin and Cadillac Jack. Cadillac Jack, and right. They, and they said, you know, we want to sit down with you about this morning show. So it wasn't solid, but I ended up having to turn down the Philly offer and hope that New York would come through at some point. Damn. And so that's what happened. What kind of cat is a G-Spin? Because, you know, I like G-Spin. I, oh, G-Spin's I, great. Yeah, but he he looks like he has a lot going on in his mind. He doesn't. To me, he doesn't always show you his cards. I think he's a great dude. He has a poor choice of sports teams. Um, <laughs> well, he's from but, Boston. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but he he comes off. I mean, as a great family guy. Uh, you know, you know. I mean, the internet tell you things, but he just seems like a pure soul to me. Well, I will say this: he is the one that wanted me there. He's mm-hmm. the one that wanted Charlemagne there. He's the one that wanted Envy there. He actually tried to hire Cipher before Cipher went to Hot ninety seven. Right. So I think he definitely has an ear for talent, and he keeps his his hand on the pulse of what's going on, you know, as far as that, because, you know, early on, there were a few people who definitely were championing for me and paying attention, like Kobe Cobe and G-Spin was one of them as well. And, you know, a lot of people, 
even in um, Atlanta, you know, they tried to hire me in Atlanta also. Would you have moved to Atlanta? Yeah. V103? Um, yep. Okay. Now, now on paper, before you guys existed, did the combination of you, Envy, and Charlemagne work? Or was that like a, <laughs> a, a Hail Mary? Well, the good thing for me was that I had relationships with both of them. Right. So I was cool. Like, I was like, okay, I like Charlemagne. I like Envy. So this could, you know, I'm fine with it. I'm right. an easy person to work with. Right. Even though I quit jobs a lot, I'm yeah. really easy to work with. And, and, and But Envy seems like he's like such a radio guy. Envy definitely has a really strong background in radio. And I, I know and and he, even he's mentioned that he was hesitant because he felt that. Oh, he was probably the most hesitant. You were coming from, from satellite. Right. So you probably weren't that disciplined with terrestrial. And Charlemagne was just a, a, a problem. Right. Yeah. Envy's like, you know, I mean, he Envy is probably out of the three of us. <laughs> He's the one that's the most probably hesitant about right. doing things. But you he know, seems and, really smart. The thing about Envy is that he had a great solid spot already. Right. So he was okay. He didn't need to do mornings. You know, and, and as a DJ, you go out at night, you DJ parties, and then he does his afternoons and after he moved from Hot Ninety Seven to right. there. Isn't it, it what's the truth of uh, I don't think I have access to even him. Isn't like Breakfast Club, I don't want to say his show, but isn't it something he put together? Does he does he get I, I I heard that. I don't know if the truth to that. Well, no, because I don't think he was the one that said, let's get Charlemagne and let's get Angela. He was hesitant. They wanted to move, like Cadillac Jack wanted to move him from afternoons to mornings, and they had to offer him a lot of money in order for him to do that. So, How rich is that guy? Um, let me see. Envy. According to, um, according to, if you look it up online and Google it, he's worth like $6 million or something. Really? <laughs> I don't know how true that is. Right. What about you? How much am I worth? I, I, saw what they I was said. trying to figure out. I saw out what they what said, my, what they said about you. What's my net worth? They said you were worth about 1.5. What? Hey, you're taking us to dinner after this. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I'm going to tell you this, though. 1.5 ain't what it used to be, okay? 1.5 ain't what it, it used to be. It's not what it used to be. But it's, it's, a, it's a whole lot Shit, better than what it's... 1.500. It's a whole lot better than what it's not. <laughs> you know? Yeah, most definitely. But you know what? I would say, like... Just buying a house, you know, as we said earlier, I'm a, a homeowner now. My house is already worth like probably 400000 more than what I paid for. It's amazing, wow. right? And I only got it last year. Last nice. year. Because that's how much Brooklyn is. And I did get a, a good deal on it at the time. So. How, did, how did the Breakfast Club change your life? I was able to pay off my bills right. because, you know, we do definitely make more money. And I think coming from satellite radio where it's such a national presence and it's really spread out, it was great for me to be in New York. And be able to host parties in New York all the time and right. say, I'm going to go out and get this money. Because it's very like everybody in New York knows you. Right. And then, you know, now we're syndicated. So we're in over 30 markets mm -hmm. and over 60 on the weekends. So now I have a chance to travel every weekend and go get money in other places. And satellite radio was never really like that. Right. How is that daily grind, though? It's a lot. Like you, you, have to, you have to be in the office at what time? In the studio at what time? I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Jesus fucking yeah, I know. Christ. And that's hard. Because like, you, you turn up. Yeah. You like your you like your alcohol. You like hanging out with the girls. Yeah, I do. I do. Jesus. Hey. Like, but, you know, I put some balance in my life. Like, if I know I have to go out for two days, I'm going to make sure I stay home one night and not have anything to do. Has there ever been moments where it's like, I might not make it today? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. We was in Miami last year for our concert. I think it was like our one-year anniversary in Miami, and we had a party at Live. And I slept the whole next day during the broadcast. We did a live broadcast. You were on it. You were on it. Yeah. yeah. And I was like on the couch knocked out. And yeah. they were like, and I don't know what I was saying every time we got on the mic. It was bad. Now, now, how live are those, some of those segments that you guys have on, on, on The Breakfast Club? Everything's live. Um, but I'm talking about like live in terms of like 
there's this one thing you do where you kind of expose the uh, decision, the decision. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to, to to one segment a couple of weeks ago where it was these two older dudes <laughs> that was best friends. Oh, and one of them was dating one his daughter. Of, yeah, and then what what happened? Like, does it ever get crazy in there? Yeah, it definitely gets crazy. Like, and what, I think Charlamagne really amps it up a lot. Right. And I'm the one that tries to calm it down. Like, I really try to help people. And Charlamagne really just tries to make people mad. What happened with that situation? Because you guys just cut it. Yeah, some, sometimes there's nothing we could do. Right. They start, do they start scrapping in there? Yeah, people push each other and, you know, it is. Oh, are they checked for weapons and shit or what? No, no one checks it. There's y'all, no... y'all need to. Yeah. yeah. If, so, if somebody's calling me up there, like, Reggie, I need to talk to you on a, on a <laughs> breakfast club. Some, are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, Charles may not make it to put his hand up to call wax, you know? What, what's, the, <laughs> what's the craziest shit, though? Like, what's the craziest situation that happened? I think it was early on. We ended up getting suspended, actually, for it. But there was a de- definitely a fight in there, and some stuff got broken. Right. But Do you get mad at Charlemagne for, all the for, time. Pu- for pushing it? All the time. Because sometimes I'm like, dude, that's enough. Like, chill right. out, you know? Because everything doesn't have to be a joke and for your entertainment right. at other people's expense. Is it for his entertainment? Because talking to him, <laughs> it seems like he's always looking for good radio. And good radio is the shit that you can't recreate. It's those once-in-a-moment opportunities that are captured and and that's when all hell breaks loose. Is is is, is it is it is it? Good him? radio doesn't always have to be all right. hell breaking loose, though. Right. You know, sometimes it's uh, something great happening and something inspirational right. happening and a breakthrough moment. It doesn't have to be these two people fighting in the studio. So how how do y'all balance that shit out? Do you argue with him about this shit? Yeah, I mean, I think we're so different right. that that's what really works for us. Like he, because I do think that it would be hard for Charlemagne to do certain things without having a balance in there because. Right. You know, sometimes you need somebody to rein you in and say, okay, we have this person going hard, going hard, going hard, but now we have somebody nice to balance it out so we can get both sides. Right. It can't always be just go in, go in, go in, go in, right. you know, and it can't always be nice, 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 nice. Do you feel that there are a lot of missed opportunities with regard to talent that won't come on the show? There's definitely people who will never come like on Drake, the show. Right. Like, yeah, like Drake, Drake won't come on the show? Yeah, Drake won't come on there. Um, Future won't come on there. Um, there's a few people who won't. Probably Nicki Minaj doesn't want to come on there now. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a few people who won't come on. But, you know, the whole point of being great at radio is that it's not really dependent on your guests. Listeners. You should be able to have a great show with your listeners and with yourself. Right. Like, if I can't give you great content. I think Wendy Williams, when she had her show, there was a point in time when people wouldn't come on her show. Right. But she still had a great show because you can listen to Wendy talk and be entertained by Wendy as a personality. And sometimes you get better ratings without having a guest right. on because people don't want to hear that person. Just think if someone comes on and you're not interested in that person, you'll change the station. And it's kind of, I guess it's kind of hard. I mean, at least here, you know, if, if somebody, if they bring somebody up that I'm not interested in, I'm not going to take them. <laughs> not, not a, seriously, I don't, I don't like doing interviews that I don't want to be a part of. But sometimes. Sometimes in- I do. Sometimes you'll be surprised at how you know what can you know you know what surprised me Kevin Gates. I did not want to have Kevin Gates because I was Why? like because I didn't know anything about him and I just thought he was weird and he was fucking great right on the show. Um, penitentiary rules. Penitentiary rules. Um, <laughs> you guys have been dominant in in your spot in urban radio now mm-hmm. for a couple of years, right? Um, yes, thank you. Right, I'm 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 saying right. <laughs> I think so. I think we're doing well. How is the state of competition right now with the other station? Is it is it because sometimes it seems kind of extra. I think it's important for us 
that we don't really think about it. Like I know that, you know, they listen to our show and right. see what are we doing and try to do that. But the thing is that we are on in a lot of different markets. So if we have to worry about competition in each city that we're in. Right. You know, then which, get, which gets kind of crazy. Yeah, it's impossible to do that. I think all the main thing that makes us, you know, really focus is that we don't worry about what other people are doing. We kind of just do our show. Sometimes you react to what other people are doing and you do things that don't make sense because you're trying to do what they're doing or react don't to what it that? is. It just never works. Right. So like, the main thing, and I think this is true in life, like stop worrying about what other people are doing to you, and just worry about right. yourself. I mean, yeah, I've, I've, I, I can attest to that. What were some of the situations where you felt it was unnatural? Like, who were you copying or what were you doing? I don't feel like we've ever done that because I don't listen to the other stations right. ever. Like, I don't listen to any of the other stations. I really do feel like we cater our show to how we do it. Right. You know, like I have my own ideas of things that I want to do. Envy has his own ideas of what he wants to do. And clearly Charlemagne has his own ideas of what he wants to do. It's like kind of, we don't even have time. I promise you, like, we don't even... I've I never listen to any other stations. Right. So. That radio beef is so is to me is so fucking corny. It is you know, so uh, corny. I'd say so one, corny. one person I want to give a, a shout out to is Miss Info. Mm -hmm. You know, um I remember talking to her about something like that and she was like, oh, Congratulations to her. First of all, congratulations. She had a baby, she had a baby too. When did yeah. she have her baby? Uh, a couple of days ago. She had a 10 pound baby. Damn, wow. that's a big God, baby. Miss Info? For, the, yes. for, for the first baby. God damn. How, wow. And yours was 6'7? Six, 6'7, seven? Six, seven, yeah. Right. yeah. I, I, I can I get back that's in a that huge again. Baby. I, can get back, I can get back in that again. My, my daughter uh, was 10 pounds. God damn. Wow, really? Yeah. Yeah. No, but what She's I want to say with Miss Info was we were speaking and through the midst of everything you know that has happened. Uh, you know, she's always been like open minded. Like, there's no, you know, speaking about anybody from Power or anything. You know, she's like, hey, we don't own M, you know, MSO. Right. We don't own, you know, what the fuck am I fighting over a radio station? I heart, right. You know, we, you know, just basically, no. She didn't talk about Hot ninety seven, but just really open minded. You know, it, you'll get people from Hot ninety seven complaining about people from Power wanting to fight. You know, it's just the radio shit is corny, dude. It's put out the best so product. It's so corny because it's corny so. Me. I mean, it's a big thing. I'm not taking anything away from the importance of what you do, mm -hmm. but once you're out of that scene, it's such a small thing. It is. It's so like I've always thought it was really corny. Right. And you know what's funny, interesting about Miss Info is that um, before they announced the Breakfast Club, who was going to be on it. Everybody thought it was Miss Info right. because I already still had my job, so I could not say it was me. So I think that it was on all these different websites. Like, it's going to be Charlemagne, DJ Envy, and Miss Info. And she was like, what? What's going on? No, I, have, I don't know anything about this. You know, you've, you've managed, you know, before you got to this point, you've managed some interesting people. You managed Jizza. Mm -hmm. You managed Jay Electronica. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was Earl actually just here for the title show. Which Earlier on in his career, right? Yeah, actually, I met Jay Electronica, interestingly. Um, he was a photographer on a photo shoot that I did. Really? For this clothing line, Greedy Genius. That's how I met him. I remember Greedy Genius. Yeah. Man, those are the most horrible sneakers they ever <laughs> made. <laughs> you like those? You don't, uh, you don't have a pair in your no, I remember Gre Gre uh, Greedy Genius was the worst. They were pricey. One of the <laughs> worst sneaker brands ever, ever, really? ever created. Yeah. Yeah. He knows. I don't why, 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 why were they so bad? I mean, first of all, they were it, colorful. It, yeah, I mean, they, there was no was color this like, blocking. Was this like the post, materials, post bape, all that crazy shit? Nah, that was post garbage. I, <laughs> I just, you know, but I know the guys. Some of the guys, I, I, I don't know all of them, but some of the guys behind that, I know that they put in work with other stuff before, but that just wasn't me. Yeah. Right. Was that, so you meet Jay Electronica. Right, and um, at and he's that a photographer. Time, he was a photographer he, with rap aspirations. Well, he was rapping at the time, right. and this is when he was dating Erica Badu. Okay. Mm. So he was living in Brooklyn mm -hmm. with her, and after the shoot, uh, you know, it was him and uh, his boy Ringo, and they, they did the photos together. 
And I dropped them off in Brooklyn because I lived in Brooklyn too, not that far from where um, he was living. So I dropped them off at Erica's. And after that, Ringo would send me like Jay's music and be like, oh, and I had the Don't Quit Your Day Job segment for unsigned artists. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, we should put this on. But Jay's the type of person that goes in and out. He's always been like that. So sometimes he'll be around for a good strong month and then disappear for like six months and you don't hear from him. And then he comes back, you know, out of nowhere. So um, he was gone for a while. He moved and then he came back and then he hit me out of nowhere and he said, "Um, hey, I'm moving to Brooklyn. You know, help me find a place. I'm going to come back there. I need some management you know, whatever, whatever. And then he was like, I want to put together this whole management team. And did you tell him not to quit his day job or did you think he was phenomenal? I thought it was a, I thought he was great. Right. You know? And I was like, well, listen, I don't want to be a manager cause I've done that. And I was trying to do my own career. Managing sucks, isn't it? It's, it's great if that's your main thing and that's what you do. It's a, such a thankless job though. It's, it's putting somebody else's life before your right, own yep. life. And great I, we put, and I also knew that I didn't have the time and energy to put into that because I was working on myself. And I would feel terrible if I'm like, okay, I'm going to get all this stuff for you and I can't do it. Right. So it is something that's really stressful. And if, then going in debt when you have to... I was in debt. Because, because of Jay. Yeah, because right. of Jay, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> he knows. But um, he made sure I, I got... Once he signed his deal, all that got taken care nice, of. Nice, nice. And he probably still owes me some money. Right. But um, $400. Yeah. That, guy, that, that guy to me is so phenomenal as mm-hmm. an MC. Yes, he's an and he's a great person, you know, in general, very um, unique individual. Right. So when he came here, I told him I didn't want to do management, but I would help him until he found a manager. So I was just helping him out. And actually, the whole thing with Jay-Z happened because I was at Julie Greenwald's birthday party at the Spotted Pig. Mm-hmm. And it was my brother's birthday also. So Jay was with my brother in the meatpacking district right around there. My brother was having a little something. What does stopped- your brother do? Um, my brother, he does like all this web design okay. and um, stuff, but he's really great at that. And um, so he was with my brother. I'm with Julie Greenwald. Jay-Z's there. And I called to him like, you need to come here. Jay-Z's here. You need to meet him. Like, just get over here. And so he's like, oh, I look like a bum. I'm like, Jay, you always look like a bum. It's yeah. fine. That's your thing. So, <laughs> so I leave. I go get him and I bring him back there. And the next thing you know, him and Jay-Z are in the corner talking for like an hour. So I'm just like, probably, all right, cool. Probably rapping on different levels. So he sends Jay a song and Jay sends it back like the next day with the verse on it. And, you know, that's how that whole thing actually started. That's crazy. Yeah. So it was a big deal. And that was like after, you know, Exhibit C was right. was really a big deal. And um, they actually did Exhibit C. Um, Jay and Just Blaze were in the studio and I told Jay Electronica, I said, yo, get me. I need like a song to play on the morning show. I want to debut something. And that's how that song at really? the end. You can because hear of you. You can hear Just Blaze say, because my show on Sirius was called The Morning After. Right. Um, Just Blaze says, The Morning After, a world premiere is on the song. That's crazy. So. That's crazy. Do you, do you miss actually being that close to, t- I mean, you're close to talent, but do you miss being on that level with talent at this point? Um, No. <laughs> I wouldn't say I do. I mean, you know, my life is, is different now. Like, I used to have to, I don't like having to travel all the time right. and take care of other That's people. Rough, yeah. Right now, I like people to take care of me. It's right. fun. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> so, so, service, baby. So the house is nice, right? right the house. I've, I've never. I've been outside your house. Oh yeah, you dropping been off there. the wife, but I've never been inside the house. Yeah, your daughter's been there. And she's been, she's in, been in the closet, yeah. trying on the uh, shoes. She, she told me. She told, she me. told you. Yeah, she told me. Angelie has a lot of shoes. Yeah, no, yeah. the house is great, and I love like I love when my friends' kids come over. Right. You know, your nieces, uh, nieces come over all the yeah, time. Yeah. So you like being. Uh, out in the open, a, a, a Brooklyn person. Yeah, I do. Celebrity has not affected you. No, I, I really like being there. And I really like the fact that 
you know, people can be excited like if they see me right. and but it's so normal now, like where I live, it's not a big deal. It's not like I'm some huge celebrity. Right. You know, my radio you, personality. Do, do you get that though sometimes where it's like, damn, I hope nobody recognizes me or you don't mind? Um, I yeah, I always hope nobody recognizes me, especially when I look terrible. Right. But they always do. But, <laughs> but, 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 but and I'm gonna go outside and be like, please Lord, don't let nobody see me. But they always do, right? Uh not oh sometimes, yeah. Did you ever wake up and go someplace and get back home you're like wait a minute nobody noticed me today what's what's wrong no she's like i gotta put an instagram post out what the fuck's going on the worst is like when you look terrible and then somebody tweets like uh i just saw angela you should look awful (laughs) but did you get stalkers though you get stalkers because you become like a you've gone from like this person that's behind the scene to almost like a quasi sex symbol now yeah sex symbol i don't know about that yes listen i was watching a video uh, today, and I went to the comment section. Some interview somebody did with you. I was looking. I says, you know, we had you on before, and I can, we kind of know each other. So I'm like, you know, what do I have to look for? And I look in the comment section. Every fucking comment was like, I want this girl to have my baby. I want her really? to sit on my face. I don't um, read comments ever, so I'm, I never know. Don't ever read the comments. I you don't, don't read comments? No. I used to not, but I read them now. I don't They're read just them at all. But everyone, everyone just saying how much they like. like they want to they, suck they, the fart bubbles. <laughs> like, to quote, to quote. They want to the fucking, they want to put avocado on them. Well, you know, the thing it. is, the more people that like you, the more people that don't like you. Right. So, you know, you might read some good comments and read some terrible ones. So I just am like, I'm just going to do my thing and not even worry about what anybody has to say. Do you ever encounter real hate, though? Because I mean... Yeah. I mean, you know what? Nobody's ever said anything to me in person. Right. I know that there's people that don't like me and I know there's people that... Pretend. Why don't they like you? Um, I, don't, I really try to mind my business. Like, I don't dislike anyone. I think... I think people who feel that way about people in general who've never done anything to them are people that are just not happy like right. themselves. Right. Sure. And this is something that... What really made me think about it was a discussion that I had one day with Nicole Bitchy. Mm. And she was talking about when she started her blog, how she always was really negative talking about people, but it's because she wasn't happy Mm -hmm. Mm. with herself. And sometimes when that happens, I realized that the better things go for me and the happier I am, the more that I just don't have any, like I've never felt like I want to go leave a mean comment on this person. Like I've never, ever felt like that. You know, and if something ever bothers me or I'm like, oh, that person's disgusting, I just keep it moving. Like, it's not something that I dwell on, you know, but some people just feel inclined to do that. And I think, you know, in this day and age of social media and access and being able to leave those comments, people just enjoy doing that. They like to say things because they think it's clever. They think it's funny. But they're hiding behind the keyboard, too. Right. And they're just not really that happy. Like, happy people don't do that. Happy people do not do that. Right. Well, maybe that guy was happy to when he said that he, he said... That if he died, he would die in happiness if you sat on his face. That's what he wrote. Exact comment. So well, I don't see him. Kill him. I don't see. Yeah, that, yeah. I don't see him being unhappy. Yeah, I see him being. Yeah, fucking, that don't sound like a man. Yeah, that sounds like a positive. Comment. Yeah, that's a positive. Comment. What, what's next for you? What are, are you have babies in the future? What? Uh, yeah, you, you know want, what? You I children? would. I'd definitely be. I could see baby you. Mama. I could see you with such a cute little girl. Oh, boy. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I just got to figure out who would be a great baby daddy for me. Any you know? contenders? Um, No, not yet. But, you know. Is it really that hard or are you just waiting? I think that it's hard to find that right, right. thing. Like, you know, where I feel like, I, of course, if I have a kid, I want to have a kid with somebody that I feel like is going to be a great father. Yes. I would love for it to be somebody to be a, that to, I'm going to be, gonna be with. Right. You know, so that would be phenomenal. But I think it's possible even if that doesn't happen. 
But um, it could have been Votto, but you broke his heart. I did not break his he's heart. He's on the he's on the fucking internet saying you, you you fucking broke his heart. I think he's being funny. Okay. I don't think he's dead serious about that. That's just you know. Did you have an EP on Votto? A what? Didn't you do like a EP? You used to pee in the public back in the day. <laughs> on what? Votto, you do that? No. EP? You never? Oh what? yeah, EP is like okay. First of all, I don't care what anybody says. Every girl has peed in the street if she's like cool. You know what right. I mean? At some point, because. Sometimes you go out, you it's, drink. It's just nature. Just like how you guys have all peed in the street. All the time. I mean, I peed I pee before I came here. Right. You might have peed. <laughs> I saw you peeing. in but the But we corner. can because it's easy access. Right. And sometimes for us, we can't hold it either. Right. And so, you know, sometimes every now and then you have to hide. And it's not like you pee in front of everybody for them to see. Right. You just go and you Going open both cars. So, but what is this yee pee thing? Is this something that's real? So she, that's, yeah, you, why you, <laughs> you, you, you have a reputation for yee peeing? She I think, when I, this I think shit. when I was younger, it wasn't that I had a reputation for How it. How many was, guys could I yee pee in front of? No, I didn't never would do it in front of anybody. No okay. one's ever seen me pee. But I think that, like, oh, so for, you think. For me and my friends, like I said, I have a lot of female friends. <laughs> right. And so it would always be, we would all go out and party, and somebody would end up having to pee outside. Right. So that's how it came about. It wasn't just me. It would be like, okay. And I always had to make sure I had wet wipes in the car for my friends. Uh, wet wipes? Massingill? We didn't need Massingill. Massingill, Massingill makes wet wipes. Oh, they do? And they have that's a couple of different... No, I don't use that. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what wet wipes do you use on your chest? Uh, what chest? What do you mean? What chest? <laughs> what chest? <laughs> well, the EP. You, you strike me as a uh, Huggies kind of guy. Nah, Huggies nah, wipes. Nah, nah. Let me tell you. <laughs> the most amazing invention known to man other than twitter is fucking baby wipes yes flushable yeah, ones yeah i love baby i have baby wipes in every bathroom in my house baby wipes are so fucking amazing did that sound like i was stunting yeah i mean yeah, baby wipes bathrooms. in three bathrooms yeah, <laughs> yeah. so so you have any tenants or you, it's just you i do uh, actually it's a two um family brownstone right so my friend Paris lives downstairs. Okay. So it's great. It's crazy how uh, Bed-Stuy is gentrifying right now, right? Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Bed-Stuy is like growing up in Brooklyn. I never thought Bed-Stuy would be, you know, how it is now. Even when I first moved back to Brooklyn, maybe that was like how many years ago? Like nine, ten years ago? Right. It wasn't like how it is now. It's ridiculously different. I wish I would have bought a house then. I just, sure. oh shit, I could have bought a house back then <laughs> in 10. Park Slope. And Park Slope, I had the opportunity to buy a house for 110000 Wow. Wow, you messed that up. I put 10000 down and I walked away and lost 10000 Because I was like, ah. Because you know what it was? It was on Fifth Avenue in Sterling, right oh, across from the Key Food. And I was like, happened. it's still kind of, ah. Yeah, but now. Know? And I was stunting back then. I was stunting. Oh. Um, I just heard on Sirius that the Duchess of York just invested in a tea place in Brownsville. In Brownsville? So Brownsville's next. I, I, that's what I heard. Wow, that's what I heard. Bushwick is really popping now. Bushwick, too. Bushwick has popped out. the The last two bastions is East New York and, and, and Brownsville. When you started seeing bagel stores sell pump and nickel bagels, you pump knew that nickel. the fucking neighborhood was fucking. No, when done. they have bottles of wine in there for there goes the neighborhood. Yeah, when you seen hundred dollars yeah. a bottle, you're like, whoa. What's going so, on? so yeah, what's next for you? I know you always wanted to write. Are you going to write? Yes, I am. Are you writing now? Yeah, I, you know what? I do always write a little bit here and there. So what do you write? Well, um, I am going to be writing a book and it's kind of like a, you know how I do ask ye, yes. which is like my advice thing. So people ask me a lot of the same questions over and over again about relationships and about um, work and things like that. So that book is based on that. My friend Aliyah S. King is actually helping me. Oh, with nice. It. Nice. And, 
Um, I always wanted to write a fictional novel. That's always been my thing. Like when I went to school, I said I'm going to write fiction. What kind? Like some vampire shit? No. More like if you can imagine The Devil Wears Prada, how okay. that was Ooh. for the magazine Slick business. Slick and stylish. Something and like that, but like for drama. radio okay. and blogs. Mm. Okay. So um, that and something that I can visually see like playing out on the screen. Right. Pete, do you have any assy questions? Uh, about relationships? Yeah. Oh, he's doing good. I've been, yeah. I've been through. I mean, I'm happy now. I'm happy. I got a baby boy. I got a daughter. I, are, you, are you going to wife your, your lady? Absolutely. I okay. just need a little more money. Okay. Uh, now, do you need uh, money to wife? Like, let me tell you something. When I got married, I didn't have money. Mm-hmm. No, no. I you know. To the I know what you're saying. But peace. hold on. I'm going to tell you right now. What? Forget about when it. I, I always feel like an excuse when a guy says he has to have more. No, money. No, no, no. Listen, I find that an excuse too. No, okay, and it's not, intolerable. You're being a douche. You don't need a ring to be my wife. No, no. You know what it is for me. <laughs> that for doesn't me, sound just, real to me. For, Forget. When about I got it. married, I got married in City Hall. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, was it junk? Was it was it crazy? It was fucking douchebags. I I, I, <laughs> I fucking made a mistake. But the point I'm making is, I don't want to do that again. You Would know, your I, lady accept said, a marriage? In, in, in the she even s- said, "Let's just get married." And I said, "She said that." Well, but you're not listening to me. I don't. I don't want to do it like that. I wanted to, and I'm not saying I have to do like an extravaganza. You mean like an after party? I just want. I just want something <laughs> nice. I come from a big family. And I wanted to do it right. So you know, listen. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, when you find someone you're older, you know, hopefully you grow with them and you stay. Did with she them. want to get married before the baby came? I think she wanted it for the name change. She's like one of those girls. She's like, you know, because it's like people. Pete, yeah. no, no, no mother likes to be a baby mama. She's not a baby mama. She's the love of my life. But she's a baby mama. I'm gonna stake out your business right now. Fucking internet. And if she really told you that's what she wanted to do, I'm gonna get married. Okay. I'm gonna get married. I'll invite. Well, how much money do you need? How how old is the baby? Uh, how old is the baby shit. gonna be? How much do you think you need to get married? Because what's the goal here? Because I always feel like guys say, I need more money, I need more money. And when did, when is it enough? Like, what is it that you And need? how what's old the is goal? the baby going to be? Eight years old? Well, so late. <laughs> what does it matter? It could, it could walk down the, the aisle with, you know. <laughs> it. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> Don't call your baby it. No, I don't mean it. It's, it, it, it his name is Tristan. But uh, no, nah, <laughs> you know, uh, I want to get married and, and I really want to take that step. And I, I challenge myself. So if that's an XD question, I don't really have an XD question. How do you envision your wedding? I envision my wedding to have a lot of Peters and Pauls and Marias. <laughs> now nah, I'm already playing. I envision my wedding just to be a celebration, mm-hmm. a celebration of of love, of 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 just. I mean, like a destination wedding, or do you want? No, no, no. Just a just like a hall. Mm-hmm. You know, good music. You know, uh, you know, good people, good food, and really just uh, you know celebrating. You know, the the love and the family, like my kids, and you know, mm-hmm. I, so you know, I'm older now, so it, it, a lot. It does. You know, I don't need all that anymore. I don't right. need what I thought I needed. Are you gonna have young. a bachelor party? No, I mean, I could, yeah, put some fucking whipped cream on your chest. Forget <laughs> about it. Where's this whipped cream coming? I never, whoever put whipped cream Maybe on Maybe we chest. get you a Garnier Fructisa sponsorship. Yeah. Invite her friends. Invite her friends. Hey, hey, Memphis Bleak, we had him yeah, on the show. I told did, him the story. Did the commercial? I don't know if you remember. He yeah, did, he did a commercial. The commercial. Yeah. Yo, he was looking at me like, what the fuck is this kid talking about? He's like, you're going to ruin my yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to be bothered with so that. So, Yee. Yes. Lip service. Mm-hmm. It's doing well. Yeah, it is. And I actually have some deals on the table. You know, everybody wants that to be a TV show because I think it's a very visual thing. Yes. You know, the people that come on there, the women, just the whole vibe it's of it. It's very visual. Yeah. So um, that's probably really what's next. Okay. And, you know, we film all of them anyway. 
So I have all of that, but I think we're going to probably make it like a real production. Okay, nice. Any more reality TV for you? Um, no. <laughs> How was that experience? Ugh, it was awful. I'm that not going to lie. Mess. It was really? terrible. But I'm glad I did it because I yeah. learned a lot about what goes. It was an educational thing. What was awful about it? Well, it was very time consuming. Mm-hmm. It was stupid. Like, first of all, the way that they set it up is so not real. Obviously, we know that, but I don't know that everybody knows that, but it's not real at all. Like, they put you in these stupid situations you would never be in, like... I would never be at this girl's party. And, you know, you were you there? You were there that night when they had me come to like a Hot 97 party that I would never be at. Yeah, and, and Homeboy got in your face. I yeah, didn't like that. Yeah, at all. Wow. You had someone get in her face? The, the, the cameras were rolling. They were like, And that's Shh. why you got in my face because the, the, yeah, cameras, the cameras were rolling. Were rolling. So our, our friend over there, uh-uh. forget about it. Yeah, he got in my face. And then I saw him the next day outside SOBs and he tried to talk to me. Like, and hey, I was like, listen, this, this is the cameras. cameras? Are ro- yeah. Um, and I just ignored him. Right. And he was like, no. And he tried to touch. I said, don't fucking touch what's me. What's your relationship with dude? What, 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 what's, what's your situation with dude? Like, who? Who are we were you talking cool about? with dude? I first, okay. So um, here's my situation. I knew him. We, he hit me up because he was going to be working with Cypher and he wanted to know, like, you know, he's talking about Peter Rosenberg. He wanted to get some advice Rose on how to deal with him. And, you know, they were, weren't having a great time getting along at first. He was like, how did you get along? I know you guys had a great relationship. So, you know, I tried to help him out and everything. And, um, I mean, you know, we didn't know each other like that. Right. But he would invite me out to certain things like, oh, I'm having this event. You should come out. You know, stuff like that. But then when I started working at Power, things just changed. Right. And I think he felt really competitive and Felt like it had to be like a go at me, go at me. And then he he would do silly things like text. He would DM people that I'm cool with and be like, hey, don't do this with the Breakfast Club. I don't like them. And they would show me the messages. And I'm like, that's the dumbest up. thing I've ever heard. Fucked up. I heard he, somebody, somebody that I know just lost a, a potential money opportunity because he did that shit, which is kind of fucked up. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, who? Like I would never block, cock block anybody right. like that. Do your thing. Yeah, I'll come I at you care. and I'll air it out with you and that's it, I'm done. Right, but he would send messages and people would show me because I have great relationships with people. Right. You're not going to hit somebody up that I'm cooler with than you are and be like, don't Trying do to take money out your mouth, huh? It wasn't really money because right. it was never a money thing. It was more like a, hey, don't go over there and interview with this person. Or well, he always they, they he, do things he like plays the victim role. You know, he always right. used to hit up even even when uh, you know we would have people on. I would get texts from him where he would text about a uh, 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 Cormega or Charlemagne. You know what? I don't even want to talk about yeah, this dude man. anymore. But, know. You know, I just think that that's a, a whack thing to do. Yes. Like who? Do, I would. I've never done that. Even after as a he's, man, as a man, even after he's done that to us, I've never done that to him. Right. I just don't. Dude know. is a cornball. That's it. <laughs> And that's it. Can we, can we, I don't like talking about it okay. Okay. <laughs> on this goddamn show. What's next for you? Um, so lip service. You mm-hmm. know, I'm excited about that. Yeah, so me thank too. you so much. For, and it's on um, iTunes and SoundCloud. Yes, it's on iTunes and SoundCloud. So I love that. And then, you know, we'll see what that develops. Now, is Stephanie course, Santiago your permanent co-host or she's on a lot? She's on in Gigi McGuire yeah. as well. What? Jesus <laughs> well, Stephanie Santiago, I would love if she sat on my fucking face. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, I fucking crazy. die. And she's so funny. And I just don't want her to be affected by things that people say. Cause Is she affected? I think in the last episode that we did, she was like, oh, people were upset that I said I cheated. So I'm like, no, it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Like a lot of girls, fucking I think Anita, the main thing. Anita, Anita, Anita Applebaum. Oh, Jesus. Anita. The main thing is that, you know what? There's always somebody that can understand your situation and relate to it and whatever it, it is what it is it's life is what happened like don't let people judge you that's the whole point of the show is as females it's empowering like we do sometimes the same shit that y'all do 
and fuck it like it is what it is now look at you right now like like you're in this position kind of like a power where you're yeah. A lot of women listen to you. You mm-hmm. like the 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 what's that <laughs> called? The woman in the strip club or the, <laughs> the, the what the fuck club. they called them? <laughs> the the madam or the madam or something? I'm the madam. No, no. you like the, you, no. You just like I I, I notice it's, it's amazing watching you grow to this position where a lot of women come to you and respect you and and that, that's you know as a man. It is good to see women empowering each other. Well, it, you know, I really old. I think it's great because I really have helped a lot of people get jobs. Right. And, you know, a lot of Shit, times I I'm, need a job. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> and penis. Yeah, yeah I've helped jo- him with job that, too. Job and penis. No, right? no, no, you don't need. You no, don't, I, don't, I don't need that. I'm yeah. saying okay. that's a valuable. I was like, hey. I mean, no, no, no. Hey, hey, hey. I need to you... call Unbelievable Kim. <laughs> no, no, hey, don't. <laughs> <laughs> she can throw that strap on. I'm sure she No, no, hey, hey, hey. No, no, Has no, that no. ever happened? You? Mind your fucking business. Okay, I'm no. sorry, I'm sorry. So maybe. because No, it has not. Jesus fucking Christ. No, I'm just saying this. But I'm sure if you asked her, she would do it. That's your wife. Yeah, of course, but I wouldn't ask her. <laughs> How am I on the fucking defensive right now? Oh, we're talking about you. Sure. No, we we good. Oh that was good. That was so good. <laughs> I don't even know where the fuck we were. Yeah, we're right here right now, motherfucker. Do you, you guys have been married for how long now? We're going on. Um, I want to say we're going on nineteen years. Nineteen years. So for, tw- for our twentieth year, we're tr- we're planning. To go someplace like Paris and nice. really oh, have a celebration, so nice. or have a celebration here, but you know, we're just we're, we're going to do it big on, on our twentieth year. We've we've made it to twenty years, and right. and it's been an incredible journey. That's great, and it's great that she will do anything that you need her to do. Yes, and and I for her as well. And it's inspiration. It's inspiration for me too. You know, uh, being somebody who's got divorced and felt like a failure. You know, I <laughs> no, I'll be honest with you. I, I, really, you felt like a failure. I felt like a failure when I got divorced. I feel like so many people get divorced. But people don't care. People care. Pete cared. I cared. I cared. I wanted he to work wanted out. It Let to me happen. tell you something. I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I look so forward to just being a family, man. Mm-hmm. That's all I ever wanted. So that's why people who know, like I have this whole hashtag that started called presence over right. presence about being together. That's because I, I always wanted that family and I, and I got it now, so I'm happy. But what I mean is with... um combat like and his wife you know just like i i, I love how they are like because they're real you know like i remember him oh, telling me the realest no no but i remember him telling me like like uh like he used to go out with couples and they used to argue in front of the couples and they used to look at them like when we crazy. were first married yeah meanwhile we were, they're we were all first married yeah. we'd go out with all our newly married friends and you know unbelievable kim she doesn't give a fuck I so know she'd she start and she finds anything to fucking argue about so she'd start <laughs> arguing with me and i'm a, i'm you know i'm a i'm a very personal type of cat like mm-hmm. i don't like scenes and shit and so i would hold back and she would take advantage of me so i started going at her in public because i didn't want to be cornered and i also have a temper so we'd be with our friends and we'd be arguing at the dinner table and everybody oh be gosh. like this is so fucking embarrassing. Yeah, embarrassing and why you guys always do this and blah 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 but out of all our friends we're the ones that are still married yeah and you know what's great is that so many guys have always liked it. Like I, she, we go to the same gym, and all the guys in the gym would be like, "Wow, you know her? Hook it up." And I'm like, "Yo, she's married. You know, relax." Uh-oh, to no. the chubby dude who's Ooh. fucking crazy, you motherfuckers. She could have been with Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah. She could have been with, with Tyson Beckford. Oh, she could have been with Tyson Beckford. I, you know, I'm hashtag a, Malaysian. No, I remember. <laughs> no, no, the, the craziest shit. This is. I'm, I'm gonna end on this story. <laughs> so this is when I when I had gone through this crazy breakup with Rockefeller Records. Mm-hmm. Like when I was re- representing early Rockefeller, Jay and Dame. And, you know, Jay was on the come up. So I remember being at this party in Brooklyn with my wife and kids, mm-hmm. my two sons. So Jay doesn't know that I'm with Uh-oh. Kim 
So he steps to her and he was like, yo, do you like me? That was his line to her. Do you like me? Oh, that's now awful. my wife is, a, she's like, I don't even fucking know you because she didn't know Jay. So you're saying he had no swag at this time. I, I'm not what saying. Line was I'm, that? I'm not saying hey, that. This is not I'm, breakfast I'm saying <laughs> that was his line. Right. So when he saw Check that, here, when, yes. when he saw that I was with her, he kind of was like, "Okay, I, I see you, Ose." That's just, that's just, that's just a story. Wow. So anyway. Kim 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 could have not been yours. She could have been Mike Iron Mike from motherfucking Tyson. Nah, she wouldn't last. Anyway, listen, <laughs> this has been a great episode. Anything else? Anything else, Angela? Um, no, I'm good. I'm yeah? happy. Yeah, things. You are look great. happy. I'm, I'm really proud of you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you too. Thank by you. the way. Thank Mr. you. Combat Jack. You know, it's, you know, I, I always say this. You really inspired me to do this. Right. Well, that's great because I, hey, I know you said if Angela can do it. <laughs> no, no, no. You were the one that said I could do this. I wanted you on the show with me. Yes. She did. You I know did. That, when I was that serious, I yep. wanted, mm-hmm. I wanted Combat Jack on yep. with me. Combat would have been there. I was like, but, this guy is great. He has all the insight. He's credible because he's a lawyer, so he can give a whole different aspect. And I'm immature. He knows the culture. He's immature. Yeah, he's perfect. And then, but you know, look at everything. You know, you could have went to Hot ninety seven. Look what happened. Right. You could have went there. Look what happened. It's as it should be. Everything turns out there the way it should be. Very good. Angelique continued success. Thank you to you guys as well. By this, the way, this, this, this is great. This. I've seen you guys grow too. So. Yes. Yeah. And I'm glad that y'all still together. Yeah. It's, 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 this marriage is working. Yeah, yeah. It's been hey, a long we, we marriage. We survived. A lot of people didn't survive. Yeah, this right. shit. This, 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 I love you, Pete. I, yeah, I love <laughs> you too, man. I love you too. Don't use a shampoo after this. Nah, nah fuck nah, that. Nah. Listen, internets, you know what this is. Dream those dreams and then man up and woman up and live those dreams. Because a life without dreams is black and white and the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound. Blah. F your radio, F your podcast, and F your TV show. Cheer, cheer. Except for your radio. Angela. Lip service. Thank you. Thank and, you. And except for your podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Numenati! Hey, yo, it's your boy A-King. You now listen to the Weekly Drop, the Combat Jack Show, hashtag the Weekly Drop, and this Weekly Drop is featuring MREC, China Black, All In, Eastern York, Brooklyn. What are it up? You know what I mean? Hashtag the Weekly Drop. Hit me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Cheer. Uh, M-Rec China Black Brooklyn Made all shit got a new Fuck sneak dissing, we don't see the competition I drop off a ransom note that your art is missing, nigga Pay it in full with the money Or she gon' get her fingers clipped off like Lil Sunny, huh? Uh, shoot tactics for violations uh-huh. This is predator shit, annihilate then is buns straight from Nathan's. I make a hot dog in a split sec. And these niggas ain't real, they ain't built wreck. I keep where they live, I know they movements. Uh-huh. They drive a nasty van with the two dents. Got the drop on them niggas, lovely. It's about to get Beetlejuice ugly. Murder one shit with the snub nose. We gon' catch they ass when the club close. They don't even know we got it lined up. You on the death list, nigga, time's up. Put you out your misery real quick Cock back the chrome, let the steel spit When it's time for war, yes, I'm all in When it's money on deck, yes, I'm all in Them foreign luxury cars, I'm all in M-Rex, China Black, got the music all in We bout to terrorize the rap game Fuck it right and give it back pain I been getting money in the fast lane uh, Married to the streets, they got my last name I carry big guns like I'm Max Payne Niggas, SKs, turn you transparent like an X-ray. I kill you with straps or the wordplay. Uh-huh. I rap for the chicks that's per day. Uh-huh. Them slim-
slim dick chicks that's curvy. I rep for niggas that be G'd up. My hustling niggas, get your keys up. What's poppin' blood? Throw them bees up. What's crackin' cuz? Throw them C's up. We give it up for niggas that be neutral. I'm a proud student of the Juice Crew. Big Daddy Kane. G-Rap. M-Rack. China Black. It's got a new hole at. When it's time for war, yes, I'm all in. When it's money on deck, yes, I'm all in. The foreign luxury cars, I'm all in. M-Rack. China Black. Got a music all in. When it's time for war, yes, I'm all in. When it's money on deck, yes, I'm all in. The foreign luxury cars, I'm all in. This episode of the Combat Jack Show was produced by Jonathan Mena, executive produced by A. King and Chris Morrow, engineered by Samir Karan and recorded in the Engine Room Audio Studio in downtown Manhattan. This is an official Loudspeakers Network's production.